0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to StrangeCast. Yes, we are finally back. Um, do not ask where we went. It is a long story and maybe a story for another time. But I'm Adnan. This is a Life is Strange podcast made by fans for fans. My other
1: co-host, the lovely Adam, is back as well. Adam, how are you doing? I'm doing good. You can know where I went. I went from Pennsylvania to North Dakota for no reason at all, other than I hate Pennsylvania. So... <laughs> so yeah um uh, we're back i like it we're we're back on the scene man yeah we are it was it was a
0: long story there's a lot of complications and maybe we'll i'll explain at some point um but that's not the time What well, basically what happened was as well adam finished true colors i'd finished it as well we were messaging mm-hmm. and i was like adam i don't want to hear full thoughts and like paragraphs because like, maybe we should just record strange house maybe a revival maybe a one-off who knows sure. if, there, if there's a demand for people to continue on maybe it'll carry on we'll, But yeah, anyway, as you've seen by the title of this, this is our Life is Strange True Colors review discussion and also a spoiler cast. So just let me specify as well, the spoiler section will be marked with timestamps, it will start and then end, and you'll find very quickly that none of the other sections will have spoilers in it, we'll avoid it. The topics have been, me and Adam worked on specific topic ideas where we won't cross into specific plot points. My overarching to the story parts of it, but we're not going to tell you the main thing. So don't worry about that. So you can just start a timestamp if you want to avoid the spoiler cast, but I imagine a lot of people have played it. Um, hopefully we got some returning subscribers from my channel and also from Adams. Um, if you are new here as well, I was um, a former games journalist as well. I worked in the industry for about part of six plus years. And I also like followed Life is Strange when it really kind of shot onto the scene. And I had reviews published on Metacritic from the first uh, two Life is Strangers, um, one and two not before storm and for transparency sake as well we did not get review codes from square enix i did not request a review code um i reviewed the game on well i'm playing i played the game on playstation 5 um adam you played it on xbox
1: yeah i played on xbox one current gen so uh we might have gotten some different things on glitches so i'm interested to hear your, thought. hear the, oh, uh, your thoughts. <laughs> oh oh yes and the frame rate as well we'll be talking about um but before we even get into that we'll
0: Kind of kick off this discussion. Adam, please tell me how you felt about True Colours when you finished it.
1: When I finished it, no spoilers, putting that out there. Uh just talking about general feelings. I felt I felt complete. Let's put it this way, not in like a philosophical complete, but I think things ended in a point where it was wrapped up nice in a bow. Uh I felt, you know, I didn't feel any loose ends were, were taken out. However, I was just sat there with my thoughts. Like, what do I think about this as a life is strange game as a game, as a story, I think it was great, but then I was left thinking, did I like this on the standpoint of life is strange? And that's what kind of went after me for like a couple of days because I was just thinking like, Oh, do I like this because it's a life is strange title or because it was, good feeling and we'll we'll touch on that a little bit but it left me thinking about previous games and how it compares unfortunately i had to think like that but most part i felt complete i i enjoyed the story yeah
0: what you're saying is like really really hits home with me because mm-hmm. like i finished it and i wasn't even like in the, when i finished the first game i was like really torn with it and like this as i said I will probably put out some controversial opinions, which many people might disagree with in this and feel free to leave it in the comments, just keep it civilized. That's all I ask for, because um, I know there's been a lot of varying opinions on it. And, yeah. um, and even for this as well, I'm approaching this as from perspective of like a reviewer as I used to do. Um, like I mentioned, I worked in that industry and I'm looking at that kind of view. And when I had to do that, I had to break away my affiliation with uh, my, my um, affection for don't nod and the kind of the guys that I knew there, and also everything else. So I kind of like did that as well with this, as well with deck nine, uh, you know, I've, I've been on web pickers Girl's stream um, on his Twitch stream. So like I had to look from it as a neutral perspective. And like, that's where I got really caught with it. And when we spoke as well, Adam, I didn't expect you to kind of give me a lot of the same reactions that I had. Cause I was like, maybe I'm going to like,
1: yeah, be in the minority. But then when you were saying, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like this. Um, yeah. I think um, I, 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 now that I've slept on it, I think you're more critical. And I am, however, as you said before, you're going about it as a game reviewer. I'm going about it as um a dork, <laughs> so <laughs> like, so there's completely different life path here, but I think we have the same output of this game, but we have different life paths that we can communicate this kind of criticism against this game. Yeah. <laughs> not not yeah. going about it. There's a lot good, so uh we'll get into that later. so yeah that's what you're saying is right.
0: And I'm, I'm, I'm addressing it from a critical perspective. I'm not a game reviewer essentially, but I do approach this with any kind of like game I play. I'm always very critical. So like, if I come across as very negative in this episode, I'm not being it because like, I'll give you my general impressions. I think it was a great game. I think it was a mm-hmm. very good game. And it answered a lot of my questions about don't know when it was announced. Um, we talked about it in the, the earlier episodes of Strange Cast. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like sure where they would go in the direction if it would be successful, I feel like yeah. we're truly going to get to the point where don't know has now disappeared out of the picture. I think even one of the episodes we talked about, um, maybe that don't know are developing one of the life is strange games. And it's maybe Raul leading it. I don't even think yeah. it's that. I think it maybe is just deck nine now, and maybe there might even be a new developer coming in. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like thinking like now perspective wise, but what they did, um, Deck nine with this game was very interesting. I'm just a bit torn, and you'll see like within certain things I'll bring up. Maybe I'm being overzealously critical. I saw like a lot of positive reactions, but I felt like there were certain things that kind of just brought it back down for me. Whilst there were really, really great things, I can't um, praise deck nine enough for it. Um, Mm -hmm. And with that, I'll kind of like move away from that because I want to shoot into the next section, which I'm going to go straight into it as Alex's empathy powers. Um, I'm going to throw this straight to you. Where do you stand
1: on this? Um, okay. So for me, this could be an influential thing, either good or bad, because we always have those uh, certain types of people out there that like really believe in auras. And I do believe people do have spirituality behind them. But I think they express it in the way that Alex does. So I think that it could, you know, lead people to think that, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can see those auras too. And might mislead people by saying, like, yeah, I know your feelings. But really, what they're okay. So I'm getting a little too deep here. (laughs) What I am saying is that um, I think it can validate people who have always had an emotional connection towards people and can feel other people's feelings, like, have a really good um, emotional connection to people. And I, I know a lot of people who are really good at that. I can relate somehow, but it might validate them to think they're like, okay, I'm not the only one, but it could also validate them to think they're like, oh yeah, I also have superpowers. And it's like, no, 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 no that's not how it works. That's in the life of a strange universe. So I'm going to lean. So there's those two paths there, but I'm leaning towards it's for the better. I think it's a good validation to people that saying it like, yeah i am an empath yes i do feel people's feelings i i think it's a connection that a lot of people can relate to much like the first life is strange where uh she can reverse time uh i'm thinking that a lot of people wanted to reverse time in high school and college and all that they they wanted that power and they feel like they can do something different um or in Before the Storm, where you have a lot of sass. Like, I have a lot of sass. But <laughs> So I think it's a good connection to some players who are mostly empathetic towards others. So if that makes any sense. No, it
0: does. And I'm going to kind of follow you up on that. Do you, do you like the idea
1: of the mechanic? Do you think the mechanic works well? I think um, when it first came out, I thought it was the dumbest <laughs> idea ever. I thought the trailers was just like, come on. Feeling feelings. But as the story progressed, I started to see, okay, I see what's happening here. And I started to appreciate it more. Was it my favorite power? Eh, No, it's not my favorite because, you know, Life is Strange 1 is my favorite. But I think it it made sense within a story's context. But when I first heard it, no, I I did not. (laughs) I didn't think it would be a good one. See, this is why I'm the opposite, cause I'm like, when I saw it first, I was like, hmm, hmm. I was like, right, okay, maybe
0: I should withdraw myself, from being and be like, okay, let's embrace it. I embraced it a little bit, but playing mm-hmm. in the game about two chapters in, I was not sold on this. I think it's a flawed yeah. execution. I, I genuinely think that because I was, I was trying my best to engage with it, and the problem is, and this is why I cannot rank it as the greatest Life is Strange game out of all, of them. it will not go up there, because the problem with the empathy mechanic is, for me, is that... They, they kind of like dabble with it and they have like really great cutscenes scenes where it's like they they play into it. You'll see it in, in story mode. It's like, oh, actually it's, it's really relevant. We kind of have to integrate in that. And like you said, there's something about it where you feel like maybe it's there. You can like kind of draw that kind of connection from it. But my problem is though, hmm. is that uh, outside of that, they have this kind of like 50-50 thing with, it, with the choices where it's like, she's like, yeah. is, is it a power? Oh, it gives you a choice like, oh, it's this cool superpower. Or it's like, um, you know, or, yeah, or, or I'm a freak, and or it's I'm like, like a
1: weirdo, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: and you have those two choices. And then when you click on one, it's like that's cool. But if I go down the street, I can like mm-hmm. spam emotion on one random guy for 12 times, and she won't say anything, she won't have any repercussion from it. Do you like mm-hmm. what I
1: mean? Where it's like yeah. I just go down there, and no, I, I get and... you because I really so like, wish it, it did go further into it. Like I could go in this entire small town, like this hub area, it wasn't like an open world, it was more of an open hub. And all you can really feel is some emotional connections to people. Yeah. And so like you said. I'm yeah. sorry. No, go, go. no, like you said, I wish there was more. Um, I, I wish you could feel more in the world rather than like a few like punch lines here and there. But, uh, you know, I, I think it works some ways, some other. But I, don't, but I don't think it was the worst thing in the world. But I think the reason why you know, you didn't like it first and I liked it more is because my expectations are so low. And I was like, oh, OK, your expectations were not so high, but you were appreciating it. And then you had this image in your head of what you can do. And then it kind of brought down because so we, we kind of meet in the middle here. <laughs>
0: The, the other problem is with this, is that there's no repercussion. Because like, when I said you go down the street and you spam emotion 12 times someone and someone reboots read what's in their thoughts, it doesn't happen, anything. But like, do you remember the first Life is Strange when you can go around and you can it has the rewind circle yeah. and you do it? Yes. And if you do it full time, what happens, it has that red bleeding effect around the screen. Because it's like Max is... basically. It, uh, and it, and it, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and it, it's, it's suggesting that there's a repercussion. And even as soon as you get into the first episode of the first Life is Strange, Chloe's kind of saying, Oh, let's rewind time. And it's like when you, she realizes the impact it has on Max, and Max tells it she can rewind time, then repercussions start to be felt. Characters are questioning, Should I rewind time? And even see sometimes Chloe's like, Did you rewind time, Max? And it's like you see that kind of thing. No one ever does that in this game, even with Steph. I know like the, the scenes where it's yeah. like you read, read the character's mind, and then no one's asking ethically, like, Why are you physically intruding my emotions? Because sometimes. I see. Okay sometimes in the game you'll see moments where they like let let Alex do it but then no one's actually physically saying Alex are you okay doing this like are you physically intruding in my thoughts and like for me walking on the street just tapping randomly on some random person like the emotion is having no repercussion the same sense of like when Max rewinds time you have that bleeding effect on the screen it like kind of disrupts it yeah there's an issue of it and to kind of like ground my point finally before I kind of give it back to you I'm going to kind of Engage of the Last of Us Two, because I don't really like that game for many reasons. But there's one no. thing that and one of my explanations for it, one of this, one of the moments in that, they kind of make this emotional point. I'm gonna ruin a little bit, spoiler, unfortunately. Sorry, jump ahead a little bit. In that, they make this emotional point where the dog dies, Abby's dog dies. And it's like, oh yeah, and it's like and they try and make it like some really emotional scene, but I'm like, I've just killed 50 dogs in the game. It's like, yeah. how, how can you make me feel emotional about this dog? These dogs have already been annoying me in the game because they're just mm-hmm. making it even more difficult, the gameplay. But it's like, you're making me want to feel emotional about this one dog when I've killed this many dogs. It's like, this is where the emotional mechanic for me, where I was two episodes in, I was like, really trying to like I was like, come on. And it's me being the fan where I was like, I want to like this. I want to like, mm-hmm. i like, no, maybe this should have just gone with like reading people's minds. I think like it's a cool idea in the yeah. principle of like oh she can read emotions but in the superhero scheme of Daniel can use telekinesis and Max yes. can use rewind maybe it's just sometimes good to have a simple idea, execute it and then run with it because if she read people's minds you'd be like okay right okay I can do this da, 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 and you could yeah. mess with it a bit more I think the emotions mm. I don't know there's just something about it where it just didn't
1: sit with me and I'm, I'm like really really torn And I feel, I feel like I might be in the minority with that no I think um I think you're right on. I, I see what you're saying. You you want the more morality mechanic yeah. behind it, too. It's not just like the choices within the town and how you can help people, but the choices you make of how many minds you read. Um, and there's some like story bits where that happens, but it's only certain parts. It's not every single choice. So I see what you're saying. There should have been more of a morality system behind the game to make it much more impactful on you about your choices. I, I I see what you're saying. I'm 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 on your side on that one. Yeah,
0: it's just that. And I feel like we'll kind of go into choices and consequences more as, as we delve into the story part of it. But I felt like sure. I, I was just wanting something. I was like really wanting it. And it's like for me, playing this game, and I kind of will probably maybe come back on this. I, my appreciation for Life is Life is Strange 2 has gone up even more where it was. I know we stand very differently on that. And I will one day convince yeah. you to stand. I will one day make you stand with the Life is Strange 2 family as we are. Because oh. there's a lot of us that really like that game. And I think there's something I'll never about be a it. Wolf
1: brother. You will never. be a wolf brother. You will you, you
0: will become a wolf brother, I promise you that. Um, yeah. but there's just something with it like that, and I was like, I was yearning for it. And with Alex, I was kind of a bit like sometimes thinking, if you remove this power, mm-hmm. The game would probably just be like it would still play as it was <laughs> like I'm, I'm being truthful. Like it's there was well, I will I,
1: say like you're you're right on with Life is Strange too because the morality system was your little brother. So you as Sean yeah Sean was your older brother. Daniel no, that, was Dan, little brother. Daniel's yeah. yeah you as Sean made choices in your life and it affected the way Daniel perceived life. So you wanted that morality system kind of bleeding into Life is strange two colors and I and I and I see what you're saying with there. And I will say after playing this and after taking some time off of Life is Strange 2, I do appreciate Life is Strange 2 a little bit more. I think it was just the second episode of that game that just it ruined it. I hate episode two of season two. I hate it with a passion. I hate really? it more than collecting oh yeah. Oh, it was the worst episode ever. I will never change my mind on that. Um I feel like was, I, I feel I feel like we shouldn't bring up any more uh... Conversation that. Yeah. you know I, that was the was that
0: I think that was the only game I've gave a perfect score. Oh come on, yeah, oh,
1: no. <laughs> uh, I was <laughs> I so was badly paced. <laughs> I was captivated by Cassidy. I was captivated. <laughs> I'll use yeah, that word. Cassidy was great, but like rules was just so dry and slow and it felt like an Arthur episode it was just so bad like <laughs> well whoa, whoa, whoa. I feel like I will come back to this one day because I think like
0: there's differences why I really like rules I feel like it was the idea that the title was just basically that whereas the rules yeah. the, mor- the morality started playing into effect where it's like here's a relationship let's see it kind of like mishmash together yeah. um I will defend my score all day long with that I
1: gave it f- I mean- a f- full score which I would I never respect- do it usually, which I would never no, do I would usually. It. Like a lot of people will be just like, Oh, you know, uh, like uh, not flip-flopping. So I respect that. Like even, even in the face of adversity, <laughs> you're standing by it. So like, I like maybe someday I'll like be more lenient towards season two. Um, It's not my favorite, but I do appreciate it more after taking some time away from life strange too. Yeah
0: there'll, there'll sure. be a time where you play that game again and you're like it'll hit but we won't go into that too much because i feel like we're no. dragging away from it and we're going to move away from the, the empathy power because i've unless you've got anything else to say i think like I've, I've said my piece
1: on it i've been right no, i agree with you. i see what you're saying and i and i'm like leaning towards that now you make a good point yeah
0: uh, no because I, I completely agree with you and i agree with other people but for me the the resonance from the mechanic just didn't hit in the same level mm-hmm. And i just remember that first time when you read because like in itself as well, rewinding time, you you kind of scoff a little bit, like, oh yeah, it's just she's just rewinding time. It's like, oh, it's telekinetic power, how original these sure. or the originality is like when you see it and the implications. I remember sitting there in the first life of stranger rewinding. The same choice about 15 times when dave storms into chloe's room i was like yeah. i was like oh i was like, no, I don't know should I, should I take the blame should i not take the blame and that was like it was it was a game changer for that genre um, the episodic yeah. one to give people that kind of opportunity um and this one for me just misses the mark from it i might be completely wrong and might be completely taken off but mm-hmm. from that we'll kind of move away from it just for sake of um people's sanity and like them not screaming at this podcast um but sure. we'll move on to the uh, mocap and acting and i kind of wanted to break this away into a separate subject because like we had such an emphasis on this um in the build-up i think i spoke about it so much on mm-hmm. um so much in the build-up to life is strange uh, true calls being announced and what it did for it i think this is my favorite thing about the entire game without any question of a doubt and I'm putting my biases away from like Webb, but what Webb did in that team with his perform as a performance director, with all the other people that were supporting it, aside from the actors, I think it's phenomenal. I think this is the first time I felt Life is Strange has evolved into the next generation of consoles. It's it's moved on now and it moved on from one and two and
1: before the storm. It's like f- clean state. Let's go with it. And they did wonders with it. Oh yeah. Like the mocap, I didn't think that would make that much of a difference. You know, because we we've had games that, you know they use mocap and it's pretty impressive this one made a difference yeah because like, obviously, so, sorry it's obviously one one and two had mocap and so oh, yeah, yeah, storm, yeah. but like we, this is like fully fledged yeah this is in studio because one and two i believe um that was been in the um oh uh, what was what, what's the uh studio's name I not, uh, my that, i think
0: i think don't know did one in mocap labs which is like a company right and I, yeah, think, I, I think they might have done the second one in Quantic Dreams. I'm not sure if they didn't. I'm, I'm not definitely sure if they did the second one in Quantic Dreams or they did it with MoCap Lobs, but I think they did do. I'm definitely sure. This the, was a,
1: yeah, this was in-house in Colorado. Yeah. Um. With such a small team too. There was a lot put into this. And you can tell that they put a lot of work and a lot of direction behind the MoCap and the, the faces and the motions of hands. It felt... I don't know. Okay, this might sound corny, and some people might disagree with me. It, okay. Okay, I'm sorry. You're gonna hate me for this. It felt like the most natural game to me ever, period. It felt like so human instead of just, what do you think about this? And they kind of like move their hands because they want to let you know, oh, this character is talking, so I'm going to move their hands as if they're doing the the Macarena or something like that. It's terrible, but this one just felt so lifelike. And I think that's why I connected with this game so much is because not only with the empathy power, but also with uh, just the motions and the mocap, the direction, the, the the face capture, everything about it was just, it felt fluid and natural to me. Frame rate aside, I think it was one of the most natural games we have ever seen in, in this life. Oh, I don't know. I... No, absolutely, because I agree with you. Because like this, I think this is
0: what makes it kind of like where I'm seeing other flaws of some people. They like really enjoying the experience. I love the experience because mm-hmm. the I think if I'm correct, they didn't do facial cap for before the storm. No, no. It's, so it was just it was just body performance, and the same I think with um, with life yeah. Strange one and two. Because like I remember seeing them, they just got the suits on. They haven't got the. The facial right. capture. Well, the facial capture makes it for me, and this is why I was so excited. Because, yes. like, obviously, if you are if you're not familiar, web web uh, co-directed the f- uh, before the storm with uh, Chris Floyd, but with mm-hmm. that, he was a lot. He was there present for a lot of the mocap stuff for before the storm. So, obviously, him moving into the performance director role, he's going fully hands on, and he's got a background with things like cinematography and stuff like that. And for him to kind of like take what he did. He kind of like mm-hmm. really took the performances and like pulled them out of people. And it's like, he, you know, we don't have Philip Bark in this, Philip Bark has gone from this, this is the first entry in the series which doesn't have him involved in it. He was the voice director right. in the game. So it's like mm-hmm. they, they are in full control of it, Deck Nine making the game, shooting it, everything else, it's all there for them. And that's what makes it stand out. Because I think like before I came on, I was re-watching some of the, um, the endings um, and I won't go too many specifics, but like, there was, it's the face, it's the face that sells it, it's yeah. like the emotions, and this is why now my excitement's even higher for the remastered collections, because like that was an issue we saw with like the um, original game, with the reviewers that said like the lip-syncing was an issue, um, and the facial animations, like sometimes Max didn't sell what she was going to sell with her face, and same with like Chloe, you're like, you look at this game, you're like, the potential is there now it's like you can really yes. kind of like harness that great part of it and like this is where i was like really just wanted to talk and highlight the motion capture team. the motion capture team that worked on this game really deserves all credit i think like they'll do even better as well because like this is their first stage of like doing it because like they, i think yes. obviously you can tell that they want to invest into more equipment keep doing oh, more yeah. things and like when you win a studio gets this kind of freedom and has that opportunity to do it then you kind of like see more and more potential it's like that for me was um, unbelievable. I was so impressed with it. And it kind of like, oh, exactly. for me, it's, it's one of the highlight factors It's what made the story more enjoyable because I was watching it. I was seeing people's reactions, their faces. And like you said, it wasn't just like, you know, where they're kind of like keeping their like drawn face. and It's like, just just like, yeah. you know, the animation style in the first couple of games where they're just speaking, they're not doing anything from their face. Yeah, the um, but no, I, I do want to give that a shout out. And obviously, I think like, obviously we need to go into the acting as well. The acting, the actors who are involved in this. Oh, yeah, it's
1: great! Oh, horrible, horrible actors. <laughs> uh, especially oh, especially Katie Benz. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I've, sure there are some lines in here that were kind of cheesy, but that's life is strange. If you don't yeah. have a cheesy line, it's the life is strange game. That's not a life is strange game. come on, but the acting was just so believable. And again, like the motion capture, uh, the, the actors involved, Katie Benz, especially, uh, you know, it was all just fluid and it felt like, okay, I feel like I'm emphasizing this game so much and people are being like, oh, he doesn't know video games. Oh, this game, Final Fantasy nine was the best game, whatever. But it felt like theater to me, in my opinion, it felt like a theater, not like a movie. It just felt like theater. You know, theater. I I appreciated what they did with this, with every direction about this. I don't think I'll give it a perfect ten, but I appreciate like every every amount of performance that was put into this game. Yeah, in my opinion.
0: No, no, I, I completely agree with you. And as I said, like Katie's work was really good. Like the other actors were really great, um, especially Erica Mori. Like, you know, this is this is her first credit. This is her ofi- first official credit on IMDb. No way, really? Yeah. Really? She's rising top, yeah. Yeah.
1: Dang. So the she what?
0: I was reading up this before and she, she got a website and like, I think she had like a job before she just got into acting and then she's like done local theater, but this is like her first major credited role. Cause like I looked at her video reel and it was life is wow. strange, true color Like This is her first major role. And do you know what? Wow. We were on games and groceries when we talked about it. And I think you brought up like, like identity and stuff about franchises and stuff like this. this is the one thing that I feel like I cannot criticize deck nine for or don't know is that they build stars. And especially yes. in the main role and as, it's a testament with this game especially because like with the faith that they put in for like you know hannah Tal- ashley birch was like had success with uh tiny tina and obviously um ash what you're what you, what you what you playing but the main ones like hannah tell had like murder soul suspects in, in her vo catalog not a huge game but it was there and she had like yeah. very li- limited role. But then you compare her rihanna devries kylie brown uh gonzalo martin roman george um, Erica yes. Mori, like you put them in all, they, they are the, 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 they have this kind of tradition where it's like they, they say this. And I think I remember Webb saying this to me on a stream where it's like, you know, we have that kind of belief of like we want to make a star And I think he was like referencing Kylie and Rihanna when they were like working on the game yeah. uh, before the song. And they did that with Erica Mori. They, they brought her in and it was like fabulous. If Erica Mori is not nominated for a Game Award or BAFTA Games Award, it will be a robbery because like if you put people like Gonzalo Martin won his, um, I don't yeah. Hannah was Hannah wasn't actually nominated for one. I don't think she was. I don't think um, she ever was. No, uh, and, H- uh, Ashley Birch was. Ashley Birch won oh as yeah, well. Ashley Birch. Yeah, and Ashley Birch won her BAFTA for Chloe Price, but like the, the the awards were there, and I think neither did I think um Kylie was up for a golden joystick award. I don't think they got nominated for BAFTA in that. But no. um speaking with Erica Mori well, speaking specifically about Erica Mori she has to be up for BAFTA. That performance yeah. was outstanding for me. Like I was like, she she captured exactly what Alex Chen was meant to be the mm-hmm. character, subtly, like the, the you know, all the mannerisms. Are we officially in spoiler territory? No, 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 no. Well, that's, that will move. I didn't on.
1: think so. I was looking at your notes. I was like, are we in spoiler? Because I I wanted to talk about this scene so bad. We we will, are... we will move into that very shortly. Because
0: this is going to be, this is going to go straight into the story section after this. And this okay. that will be your spoiler warning. Um, yeah. Well, I kind of just wanted to like gush over Erika Mori at this point in terms of like how great she is. And, just as well, this is a cool thing with like Web and the other stuff. So do you know Han Soto? He played uh, Gabe Chen in this mm-hmm. game. So before we came on this as well, he, he recorded, um, he tweeted something and someone mm-hmm. was like saying like people who aren't saying li- Life is Strange True Colors isn't realistic for the town They showed this video. And he's put, fun fact, Web, Web Pickers Gill had a brilliant idea to immerse me and Erica Mori um, in a scheduled mountain tower in Colorado. We spent the entire day getting to know one another. We even did a gold milk Miltor, it was magical to say the least. Wow. Which is really because because like this is where, like, for me, I think like you with Webb, like you see those kind of things. Like he had those um differences with like Philip Bach in, like terms of like how something's framed and how his vision's there. He has a vision with something. And even with like when I spoke to Gonzalo for Life is Strange 2, he talked about like you know how Philip called him like entitled and he's like a bit of a spoiled brat. He's like, you know, go and live on the streets homeless and you might be able to relate to the character. And Gonzalo did it. He went and slept on the streets that day. He was like, you went and lived like a homeless person. He knew the experience. And I feel like this is one of those kind of things where when you see them two interact on Twitter, if you haven't followed them, Soto um, and Eric Kamori, like they almost yeah. act like brother and sister and it makes, adds that little bit of extra chemistry. And when you see these scenes and all these scenes in this bloody game, oh, it's so good. It's mm. so good. <laughs> oh, it's,
1: it, it was just, great performance it was believable and like you said with those steps for a video game this isn't a feature film you know and this isn't even like your big triple a's like your call of duties or anything like that this is a it's it's a it's it fair to say that uh deck nine is double a you know they're not indie well well they got they got Square Enix's backing but I would I, I, would, so. I, would,
0: I would I would still consider them double a though because I don't think the, the budget people yeah. the budget is nowhere near like
1: you know Anything as big as you expect it to be. And that's I mean, what I mean. It's like yeah. the budget's not there. It's it, these aren't like highly paid actors, but they treated everything like a feature film. They mm-hmm. they treated it as, as such as a as a theater performance, and the respect behind that to give the players a really solid story. I I, I think was just it was not really asked for, but they put through with it. If that makes any sense. No, absolutely. And I've, I think I've said my piece. I think that the, the as a overall for me, like
0: I said, the, the mocap and mm. the acting for this was just where I, I'm like, I was captivated. And I like, even though the other criticisms I brought so far, this was mm. one where I was like, I was like, yes, you, you've, you've kept the tradition of Life is Strange and built on it and really built on it. Yeah, I agree. Mm hmm. Okay, okay. so that's all done with the mocap and acting side. Um, we were just trying to adjust some things and my lighting isn't the best, so I do apologise for that. Usually it's not as bad for some reason, but it is, but um, yeah. I've used this as a quick fluff point. We are going to go straight into spoiler territory. This is also the spoiler cast within the review, yeah. <laughs> and um, you have your warning um, if you've clicked on this timestamp, so we're going to literally go pull full throttle in this. Um, Adam, do you mind if I just start something first? Because I want to throw something to you and another controversial opinion. Okay. Why did they tell us that Gabe Chen was going to die? This is even a spoiler territory thing. Everyone knows this from the description. Why did they tell us that? I think this, yeah. is, this, this baffled me a bit because the first episode's really weird pacing wise. And mm-hmm. by the time you get, I was literally sitting there, I was like, when is he going to die? I was like, and I was generally yeah. there at one part. I was like, when is he going to die? He has to die soon. Like, and I kept thinking this in my head. I was like, and I was like, yeah. when it happened, I was like, oh. And then was, when it happened, I was like, oh, I wish they wouldn't have told us this because it would have made it really dramatic in the twist. They, they could have sold this game on Alex Chen yeah. has been distant from her brother, almost tell me why style. They're reuniting and they're going to, yeah. and she's meeting at Haven Springs. That's it. I don't know. I'm, I'm personally me, but I'm like, I do not understand why they threw a big, big twist, what could have been a big twist at the end of the first episode.
1: I get what you're saying, and, and that's the thing. is it, The way they would have marketed this, the whole point of the story is because he died. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like, like, how would you market a game very vaguely? It's like, what's the story about? Uh, uh, it's just like, uh, yeah, hijinks uh, here and there. Why not? It's kind of difficult when the whole point of the game is to solve your brother's death and um and that and that's just it because the whole basis of the game is behind your brother's death i don't see any other way they could have marketed this other than to say no your brother died figure out his murder you know um i really i I just don't know though i think you could have sold it. i couldn't think you could have said like alex chen is really
0: estranged from her brother she's returning to haven spring but then her life is thrown into kind of like you know some kind of mm. mystery and then she has to kind of like use her powers to kind of like un- unsolve like you know Haven's greatest, like dramatize it. For me personally I just didn't see it. I because obviously like maybe I'm going was a bit too f- maybe I'm going yeah. a bit too far because obviously the first Life is Strange they tell you the stuff about Chloe and like her getting shot it's in the trailer sure. of like the first part with Nathan and you know same with like Life is Strange too they kind of open it with- but for me I felt like when I saw it I was like I was just thinking I was like yeah I'm well, a bit but yeah go on sorry. The-
1: you you, uh, you just made you just made me think about like with uh, with life is strange two the thing that pissed and I think that's kind of set my tone for life is strange two uh, right before release I think it was the week before release they they threw out the the first twenty minutes of gameplay and we found out the dad dies right before and we're just like why but here's the thing here's the thing the whole reason why they're going to Mexico is because their dad died but we didn't know that until. Like a week before, and we were just like, "Yeah, I'm all in." Yeah, Life is Strange too. Let's go. They just said, "Oh, go on a journey with a brother." We didn't care why, you know. We didn't really know why until, am I right? It was like a week. It was like a couple of days before release. Yeah,
0: it because they had that weird they had the the cop teaser at first with like the car flying and when they were building up to the reveal yeah. of Life is Strange too. But like, yeah, I think it was off the top of my head. I think it
1: was just shortly before the release. The kind of like
0: pretty much throughout the Esteban thing.
1: I was like, well. I was just like, oh well, I'm gonna play this game completely different now, you know, the, at least the first episode. Um, and, and I think like now that it made me think about it, you know, you could have marketed like Life is Strange 2, put it out. A lot of teasers don't really talk about the game, talk about the setting, the characters. Um, you can still talk about Gabe and not really go into you know any other episodes. You can just talk about characters and all that. And we're like for Life is Strange phase, like, yes, yeah, Life is Strange uh give me give me give me give me that that's it they really had to talk about gabe's death now that i think about it um and i maybe, wish they didn't like you said well yeah. well maybe i'm swaying your mind a bit too much but i think
0: like i agree with what you're saying with the marketing because it would have been uh, maybe i'm like simplifying because i think like they were trying to sell this to a wider market because obviously the budget yeah. the budget has seems to obviously seems to have um, increased for life is strange because development and they will probably like trying to uh, tap into a consumer base that they've not done before. And like, maybe they're selling it on the murder mystery thing. For me, I was just a little bit like, I was like, well, yeah. he's, he's yeah. died. He's died right near the end of the episode. And it's like, I would have probably been a bit more caught off by it. It, it, it would also been a little bit like, you know, him getting mm-hmm. caught by that thing. I'd be like, Oh yeah, I can kind of see that happening. But there would just be a little bit in my mind. It's like, maybe he doesn't die. Maybe he doesn't die. But then it's like, when he gets hit by, when he gets like thrown off the cliff and think he cuts yeah like, Row Ryan, I was like, I was like right, okay. Um, that was just me personally. I just I was a little yeah. bit
1: peeved for yeah. the first episode, and that I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, right. I think, I think that's why you you thought that the the pacing in the first episode was so bad because you're just sitting there like, when's he gonna die? yeah you're just like waiting for this human being to just pass away like you're just like oh you're gonna die this day just no nope, you're not dead yet <laughs> just an FY anyway listen i wasn't just saying that all the way through saying i wish this guy dies or like when is he gonna die, when I is he gonna I,
0: die man i, I, I was falling through but obviously the first that was a subconscious thought in my head where it's like he's gonna he's I obviously so. gonna yeah well um let me just put this on to you what, what did you think of the first episode i think we'll just go through episode by episode and i'll kind of like flag over little things in between it sure
1: um but like where you, how did you feel about the first episode I think it set a really nice pace for the whole story. You get to know about you. And here's the thing. It was so vague. And I liked how vague it was where you don't even get to see Dr. Lynn. You don't get to see her face. Um, You don't know where uh, Alex is. Is this a disciplinary home? Is this a foster home? Uh, Is this a psychology? What is this? You don't really know. And it's just a, such a mystery. Mm-hmm. And then it gets, it meets kind of the pace of all the characters. And and sure, sure, sure. There's some red herrings in the characters. Uh, 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 a red herring, a.k.a. Mac. Okay? Oh, don't, don't, like, don't. I can't. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. It's, it's like, there's some red herrings here and there. There's some wild goose chases, but at the same time, you get to know the town like it's a nice, softly paced kind of episode where um, Welcome to Haven. It, it offers a record store. It offers Mac. It offers a mustached man. Adam is very jealous of how he grew his beard and wants to learn how to grow a beard just like that. Yeah, You know, things like that. I think it was slow, but I liked how slow it was. If that makes any sense. No, I completely agree. Cause like a lot of the reviews I read and like other people's
0: opinions, they said that the first episode was really slow. And I was like, I think it's mm-hmm. well paced in terms of like the structure of it, like what it is for building it. Like you said, I arrive. It's because it's a really interesting way that they shoot the beginning part. Cause they showed us the the footage of um Alex talking to Dr. Lynn. And I was yeah. like, that was the opening for it. Was like, that's cool. And it literally juxtaposed straight to Haven Springs. Oh. And it's like you arrive with your backpack and the first thing you can do is like do the moment in like silence things that sound like yeah. just where you can like look through the bridge and plays the music and it's all really beautiful and then like you said navigation so tour nav- yeah navigation tour through Haven Springs you know you see Gabe nice little building of relationship there you meet a lot of the characters they're kind of like oh you can't meet Charlotte yet but then you have your early interaction with Ethan there's choices yeah. and repercussions about saying him go into the mines you laid the early foundation for that, foreshadowing that. Obviously, I knew that was going to happen. He's like, "I'm going to go to the mines." I was like, "Oh, this kid, man! I was like this kid. Oh, I was like, he's <laughs> going to, he's going to get someone killed." I didn't think it was yeah. but I was, I was like, he's going to do yeah. something stupid. But mm-hmm. that was cool. And obviously, like you said, the record store, um, meeting the bad, uh, meeting the the cool gnome as well in um, Riley's um, yes. flower shopping, which, which I'm a huge, huge fan of as well. I, I even tweeted about Deck Nine. I was like, who made this? I was like, did they get a pay rise? I'm a big yeah. fan of that. No, um, and then obviously. The record store with um um Steph and um what's the cat called? Susie, Susie? Uh, Valkyrie. Oh no, Susie. Susie's a cat that they based on, I think. I think cat. oh, Susie and, the a cat, yes, yeah, and, and Valkyrie Valkyrie's is her name, yeah, Valkyrie is great as well, love 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 that cat, um, and with uh you see ryan and like generally like as you said you meet a lot of the cast and we meet mac i'll kind of go and i'll go on my rant about Mac in a little bit um because yeah. i was
1: not a fan of that character at all and i was like oh see, but, i am a fan of mac you're a fan of mac i'll go into that in a little bit yeah i'll i'll go into that but i am a big fan of the way mac was written mm-hmm Right. Well, I think
0: we're going to yeah. be very different on that. And that'll be an interesting conversation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, first episode was fine for me. I was like, I'm, I'm happy with this. And like, my, my mixed, mixed feelings were again going from my mind. And there were like a lot of nice sentimental moments in in one. Then um, obviously, Gabe gets uh, popped off, unfortunately. And then we move into episode popped
1: two. I the way you said that. Yeah, that no, was so,
0: so, just like so.
1: <laughs> <He was laughs> saving a kid and he gets an uh, and, uh, explosion. He's like, I got popped off. (laughs) Quite unfortunate. Whether for the ducks. (laughs) Yeah, but that that you are.
0: That that was just like infuriating. That scene. I was just like, why are we even up there? I would have left. I was like, Ethan, it's just. Yeah. I was like, oh Um, my god. Oh, (laughs) this kid. This
1: this kid man. Um, a bit weird though, because like, and then oh, I can't. We're gonna go into that. We're gonna get into it a little later. That's episode three. But okay, go for it.
0: Right, so obviously then we move into episode two. Um, where,
1: where, how did you feel about this when
0: we're moving into the next episode?
1: I'm not going to lie. I almost cried at the funeral scene. I legitimately almost cried uh, because of the way they were talking about Gabe and all the memories and the way this was acted and performed and with the facial expressions that they captured uh, with professional actors who know how to capture your heart. I, I legitimately almost cried. At the funeral scene, I don't, I was like, I don't even know this Gabe guy. I don't even know his middle name. Like, and I was just like, man, Gabe was a good guy. Man, he was great. Yeah. <laughs> I, was just like, I, yeah, I, I, I cried up a little bit. I, I teared up at the first scene. But, um, in general, I'm trying to think the twist in how did, epi- how did episode two end? Just remind me going into episode three. That was. Do you know what? This
0: this. Do you way know that you bring it up because I can't really remember what even happened in this episode. I think this is my least favorite episode. I think episode two it ends. I think no. Oh, oh, so episode two ends with them redoing the funeral. So they they light the candles off, and then it has <sighs> the it has yes. the emo- it has the emotion things and okay, um, everybody and, except uh, for Diane. Diane, yes, and this is when we see um Typhon come into the picture as well, which is um yeah the, the big conspiracy thing that we build into because this is the the episode with Mac having his breakdown as well in in public. Um,
1: and no like well, right go on, go on. I'll, I'll let you keep going because you are on the funeral i mean um, second episodes of anything are pretty much a drag honestly because uh it's my tuesday theory right uh so think about this way tuesday is the most pointless day of the week hear me out now okay so monday it's dragging oh i hate mondays blah 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 wednesdays oh it's hump day let's go we're getting hyped Thursday is just a little etch into Friday. It's like, oh, I feel it. Friday, of course, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What's happening with Tuesday? Nothing happens on Tuesday. Tuesday sucks, always. And I think that's with second episodes of any TV series because you need to, like, capture audiences with a pilot, and then the rest of the season kind of builds. But really, the second episode of any television series is a follow up to this grand pilot like to capture the audience and it's like okay episode 2 follow that it's like um hi there episode 2 here you, you know what i mean it's the second episode is a hard thing to do when writing a series because you have to follow this grand entrance of the pilot. Does that make any sense? Yeah, you're just hating my Life is Strange 2 review aren't you right now? Subtle sort of digs I'm getting like Life a, is Strange 2 uh, episodes uh, so much, dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, because well, like obviously they have redeeming ones like the, the second episode in Life is Strange 1 is like it's fantastic. That ending is like, just unbelievable. That's and, true. And it's, br- and it's brilliant because like obviously it takes away it, when you take Max's power away which I kind of hope they would have done with Alex Chen's power in this game but like
1: when you wait, take oh, it away. in episode 2 the no, that's episode three. I was about to say the bottles in episode two. Is the bottles episode two or episode three? I can't remember is fr- now. Wait, it's free. It might be free. Wait, no, no, because no, no, no it's no. it episode two. It's yes, episode two yeah. of the bottles because yeah, yeah. the episode two starts in Life Strange one with the diner, and you have to like uh, figure out what's going to happen in the diner, and then they go to the junkyard. So bottles is in episode two of Life Strange two, the weakest all episode, but the uh, Best ending was in Life of Strange episode two, but altogether Life of Strange episode two, not the greatest ending. Fantastic bottles, rip. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I played that, album. I've just um, but I disagree on it. But we.
0: With this episode, it's a bit weird because like this is where the pacing like starts to hit a bit. And we'll kind of, yeah. I think we'll go into, there's another topic where we'll kind of talk about the length of this game, which is for me personally an issue, but I'll get on to that mm-hmm. later. But the yeah. funeral c- scene is very good. We get more of a um, experience with a lot of the other characters. We even see Jettison as well, um, as you yeah. coined him. I feel like I've nicked that, but we'll come into that in a little bit, guys, because I, I was howling a little bit. I, I was unsure when you said that message at first, because like, does he like it? Does he not like it? Like, but when you told me I was like yeah okay that's perfect. Yeah you were
1: following me and it's like did you play episode 4? I was like ah Professor Jettison you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, but
0: no it's like that was that was a good moment with that and um, did you find all the collectibles by the way whilst you were hunting through this?
1: No I don't think I did and I don't think I was even trying to find all the collectibles I think I was just trying to get to know the characters and what choices I could make more than I was worrying about any kind of collectibles because but- like because the, the memory thing's a little bit weird for me. I don't I don't think it sells as well. Like, because obviously again they were tapping
0: into the, the mechanic of the emotions and the empathy. Um, but like I think in one of them, and I think it might be episode two, when you go upstairs, you find a badge, I think, on the top floor, and it's of Steph's mm-hmm. band. And, it, and yes. it tells tells you about one of her band members, which I think is gonna obviously expand it on in wavelengths. And I'm sorry if I get this wrong because my mind has like been frazzled. I, I played this last week and I've completely forgotten what I had for breakfast this morning. But um, I think they mentioned that one of the characters is trans, and specifically openly mentioned that as
1: it's, it's trans character as well. They were quite open. I remember too, and I can't. So I I, I missed that badge, but Liz got it. Liz, my wife, by the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Liz got it, and I can't remember. Yeah. I, have, I have a funny feeling that they
0: mentioned it, but like there, was, there was more exposition on a lot of characters, and even with um, with Steph as well. And then we see Ryan; the relationship starts building. Mm. But but there's a problem though, because obviously, like they give you freedom. It's like you you leave the bar, which I think the bar is a great setting, by the way. I love that idea where it's like you have the bar, and like I think is it episode three that opens up with the bar where you yes behind the mm-hmm. bar would yeah, which is really cool They're behind the bar, yeah. And it's like it's just quite a good vibe. And was the yes. was the track record game in episode two where you're at the jukebox with Steph? And you, can, and you have to yeah. sell out a favorite song. No, that's episode three. Right. Okay. I'm jumping ahead of time. Sorry. I'm, I'll, I yeah. literally started rewatching some of these cutscenes before because I was like trying to figure out where my mind is. Again, it's a little bit. I, think,
1: I think me and you agreed that episode three is our favorite collectively. Yeah. Is, it, yeah. Without question for me, it's, it's the best by far. Cause I know I'll, I'll, we'll definitely dig into
0: that. But with me, like when you get out into the town, you start mm-hmm. seeing some of the issues of how long the game is. Because basically, if you walk away and don't do anything else, you can f- storm through this episode within minutes compared to the first episode. Like if you don't sure. do any of, the, yeah. any of the side quests. And like the tower is obviously small, which is, a, yeah, even though they sell it's at like Haven Springs. And I know it's limited. And I, I was, my expectation was that it's actually going to be a bit bigger than just two streets, essentially, which is one street down. And then right, yeah. and then you, have the, you have the park there. And, it, and, and I had a reviewer once. I heard listened to someone reviewing this pre-release and they were like, oh yeah, I got a bit lost with like Find the file. I'm like, how? I'm like, how? How can you get lost in this town? It's so simple. It's so simple. I can
1: I'm like, see you're getting lost in Blackwell Academy, but getting lost in Haven? Like, yeah. I don't understand that. Yeah, no. like,
0: if, Blackwell, if Blackwell's open world and you made it like, thingy, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I get where you can't find the two L's. Di- dino, but like, you know, we're talking about just like a very small street. So obviously yeah. like you go down and you, you kind of experience things and you start seeing um, certain relationships, certain characters—you kind of see Riley as well, which I think um, I'll come on to Riley in a little bit, and then Mac as well. Yeah. Um, Mac's breakdown afterwards—you see um, Alex, you know, tapping into the conspiracy theories, kind of like, "Oh, here's the big corporation yeah. of Typhon and everything else like that." Um, but yeah, I think I would agree with you as well. I think that this this might suffer from second episode syndrome where it's like it struggles a little bit in terms of like building the momentum. Um and Mac yeah. is is for me not a very good character because like it her, Mac and Riley reminded me of Nathan Prescott and Samantha <laughs> Myers 2.0. And it was like yeah. those two characters kind of carried their story on it. It was like that. It was like it was so typical, it was like They just like brought this guy in, and it's like, yeah, he's to blame. And it's like, if anyone, I'm being deadly serious. If you actually started accusing him of like not of being responsible for um, Gabe's death, I'm like, come on, he's the most obvious character. This is imitating Life is Strange, on a lot of levels with the Nathan Prescott Jefferson angle. Yeah, I know. We'll again, we'll get into this because it's a subtopic as well. In this, there's so much to unpick. Well, generally, I don't have much more to say on episode two. I thought I started seeing some of the problems with it. And like if, where where pacing started, like where that was a pacing issue, I was like, hmm,
1: this should have been a bit longer. Yeah. And that's the thing, the pacing was a bit off because and I think and I think this is true that if they didn't make Mac a red herring, like I think Mac would have been a better written character. And and I really wish they didn't like make him say at the funeral, like, oh, I didn't get a call. I'm like, come on. As soon as they did that, he's like, Well, I didn't get the call. I was like, and eh, gotcha was chased after this guy gonna be Nathan but I think if he was not this kind of like blame him first red herring I, I don't think he, I don't think it's that poorly written of a character because if we actually focused in on his um, his anxiety attacks that he has that he has all this pressure inside of himself to be mm-hmm. a better person to be a strong man and make sure that you know he doesn't lose the, lose the love of his life so it puts all this pressure on himself and it ends up being suicidal, like anxious and shaking and hating the self. I think, I think there's a lot of people in this world that can relate to that. Yeah. Unfortunately. And I think a lot of people see those kind of people and feel the same way we do about Mac. Oh, he's just an asshole. You know? No, it's just like, he's got a lot of anxiety built up and he doesn't want to show you that. But because it did make him a Nathan Prescott of this series, I think that's why a lot of people don't like Mac because they only focused on him as a red herring, you know, rather he, than a full fledged character. Yeah, for me, his purpose is red herring. Even the Riley relationship, like, is she, is she, is she mm-hmm. called Riley? I feel
0: like I'm mixing your name up. No, no, it's Riley. Yeah. Right. Okay. You're for, right. For, so, for some reason, I just kept thinking, I was like saying calling something else. But no, even the Riley relationship, I don't think they, they fleshed it out as good as it could have been. I went through all the options. I was just a I bit, like, I feel like Riley should have been a bit more bit more important to the story compared to what they were doing and maybe she could have been an, even a love interest for ryan which i'll come on to a little bit because i'll make another controversial, see, at, uh, another Mi- controversial.
1: Uh, michelle yeah michelle. michelle yeah yeah do you see that uh he questioned uh yeah <laughs> uh, tech nine He's like uh, actual question why can't i give my rose to riley <laughs> like you actually asked that i was like because riley is such a touching character Very like she's character. got a lot going on you know she's got yeah, uh, she's got this grandmother who has this uh, mental health issue, but she also wants to go to college, but she's also dealing with Mac. There's a lot going on with Riley as a character, but it, she was kind of brushed to the side. And I wish we got to know her a little bit better. And I think you could have if you made the right choices. But yeah, that's
0: for a second playthrough. <laughs> well, because there's one there's one part in episode four, the option of finding her at the bus stop was so low when I did it. I feel like only 20 percent of people found it. I was like, in, I was When I was playing through, I was like trying to go through all the choices. I was like specifically trying to find it. And that was such a low one down, including my favorite scene in the entire game, which is a bit weird. It was like so many people missed it. We'll come on tight in a little bit. Yeah, I want to know your favorite scene because I I don't think I asked you. Yeah, I I think you're going to know what it is. Um, And I think I might know what yours is as well. But we'll come on tight in a little bit and we'll move on from episode two. But I kind of wanted to touch on one more thing, which was again, we'll come on to this in in the subtopic, which was, again, almost like Life is Strange 1-esque was like the Ryan scene on the cliff and it looked like he's almost going to jump. I don't. It doesn't really say that he's going to jump but it almost like alludes to it as well where he's like standing on the edge of this cliff feeling remorse. And it was it was a very touching scene and I really liked it because at that point it tapped into the emotions really well where, you know, where he's like lying on the floor giggling and like yes. Alex is like feeling it and that really worked for me. But then I have other issues with Ryan but I will kind of get into it. We're kind of like just trying to break it down because there'll be big chunky topics that you'll see. Um, yeah. But generally speaking, like let's move on from episode two, because like this is the pacing issue of that. And then episode three is, for me, a very, very good episode. And it's the perfect balance as well, because like when episode three comes into the five episode series that they usually do with any episode, again, I played so many of them. The third one needs to be a nice filler episode, because in between yeah. all the stuff that's happening, you don't focus on the main story necessarily, because it's like with the, um, the first Life is Strange, where you go back in time and you focus on... That alternative reality where Chloe's disabled. And it's like, that's really cool for me. I'm like, it completely takes you away from the Rachel Amber story stuff, all the other stuff. It's like this really sweet dynamic that they bring in. This is what yeah. this kind of reminded me with the LARP. Um, yeah. Live action role playing. Yeah, I'm just making sure I said it the LARP. Um, yeah. And I think I'm going to say your favorite scene is in this episode. I'm going to say it's the final,
1: the final fight um, yeah. that you have. Oh, my goodness. I love this episode so much. Episode three was. Obviously, my favorite episode in True Colors because of the beginning where you really get to know the friendship in between the triangle with Alex, Steph, Ryan, or as I like to call it, human chin. Uh, you know, all this <laughs> all this friendship going on right here. And, and they laugh together and they plan together and they're doing hijinks. Uh, you get to know about Alabaster Dreams, which is just a, a great little side bit. And, and there's a, a good emotion towards that. But then the LARP is just so well done. Before um, I um, before I let you go into
0: LARP for a second, did you get um, Alabaster segment yeah. done right? Did you get... Oh, man, I was, I was sweating bullets during that. I was like, yeah. I can't... I was like, this is obviously going to be a cho- big choice. And I can't. I cannot walk away from this game not being in the foosball champion section and also getting this record right. I was like, I will be really upset if not. Well, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to just interrupt that, but I'll let you get back into the
1: LARP, go into the LARP. Yeah, the LARP was surprisingly really good. Like the combat system was like fantastic for a little side story here. I, I, I like you get to get little scrolls that you can use as items. It's a turn-based like RPG where you get to fight different characters. That's just like a side story it was just so well put together. And I loved Ryan's part in it. Uh, just like being the direwolf, being the snake, being the troll. And I think that the, the actor portrayed that very well to be like this, like goofy little white guy. That's just in these costumes, just trying to make a kid like smile. You know, I, I honestly thought it was better than what it should have. The LARP series. Yeah. And the final battle scene was definitely foreshadowing. It's like, oh, he was a king and now he's evil. Foreshadowing. It was just so well put together. But my favorite scene was actually when he go meet Charlotte in yeah. the struggle. Oh my goodness! Like, it was just, oh! It's a struggle that a lot of parents have to go through. Uh, okay, so let's uh, I won't go to there. The, like if you have any other thoughts about the LARPing, but I thought it was so well done. Yeah. Oh. So, so like, obviously I was expecting deck nine to do something
0: in the sense of like a LARP, like obviously cause they did it with the D and D and that was such a success yeah. that obviously led I to the, he
1: was so good in that, that game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and that, that led to the return of um Steph as well, which is like, obviously yeah. like gone into to do this as well. So they obviously knew they were doing something, but I love like for me, like obviously the fact that Alex, is the bard, which is great. Ethan is great as well as the character. Um, jettison is also very cool, it's like that like thing. Even the foreshadowing is great, but also I'm not gonna lie, I saw this out in the first episode because like when he's like being like, you don't have to pay bills, Alex, whilst Gabe's dead, and my terrible je- Jettison fucking impression, but like I was like it's, like, it's like you don't have to pay bills whilst you're here and this, this, and I was like, This guy's being too nice. He's the bad guy. I was like, I'm I'm sorry, I, I went straight for that, and I'm not even like be like, Oh yeah, I'm the clever guy. I-, I saw it, I was like, Yeah, that's him. But anyway, yeah. Back onto LARP. Yeah, it was great. Like, obviously, like, I love when Alex dresses up as bard, and like, when the, it's the camera, it's why the camera zooms back out, and it's like this really awkward. Because I'm, I'm a huge fan yes. of South, South Park Stick of Truth, and I love yes. how how they mock it. It's so meta that game because it's South Park. And then, like, even you have moments of Cartman's like, he's like, this, this sucks that like, it's like, you know, turn based. And obviously, this is doing it as well. There's no health bar or anything. It's just very cartoonish, and it's so yes. good as well. And, and whilst I don't really like Ryan, because I'm going to say, as I said, something controversial a little bit, Mm-hmm. I think like he really redeems himself from this. Like all the little bits where he's like he's the he's the the the, the ogre or the troll or whatever it is, when he's the snake <laughs> and, yes. and all all of it is like really and it's like it is that guy where it's like, you know, he's basically doing anything to kind of like just be, you know, getting involved. And I think even in when you beat him first time around when you leave. After you meet the king, and he has not read his mind, <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 you have that as a dialogue option after this. She's like, you know, you still, you know, hot for like a whatever guy, and whatever it was. It's, it's right. really quite, it's really kind of good moment. That um,
1: yeah, no, I liked it a lot.
0: But yeah. yeah, LARP was really fun, and obviously, I love when it like kind of elevates into like the top tier of like, um, you know, it's over the top, and it's like, you know, Jett- Jettison comes across, and he's like the evil villain and it's like it's like oh and it kind of like the 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 they upscale the cartoonish side to like a child's imagination because they give even good yeah. character exposition in this episode and really good exposition as well like they kind of flesh him out as well and i thought he could easily have be been one of those characters who's really really annoying and like i don't like him like i did with charlotte i think she's very annoying and it was just badly badly annoying character for me that um but like yeah generally speaking on the lap i was very solid. on this is my favorite episode out out of it Um, was your favorite scene that one with with um charlotte
1: yeah that was my favorite scene yeah because and i'm not a parent yet um but i do i do know like some things that parents go through because i was a youth pastor for eight years so i i had to talk with a lot of parents in my life and it's this sort of feeling where a lot of parents are just shamed because like You got to love your kid so much. Never, ever would you ever hate them. And it's this kind of thing where Charlotte is just left alone again. You know, first she has this divorce in her life. She moved away. Met a guy like Gabe, who is just a treasure, you know? And then he dies because of this kid, right? And she even says it that, like, I wish I didn't feel like this. And he's my universe, but I hate my son. And it's just kind of this honest take on parenting where it's just like, you're doing the best you can. You, you love your kid to death. He's your universe, but also your detriment, Mm -hmm. you know? And this is honest thing where I think a lot of parents, you know, are too ashamed to say out loud. I mean, I can relate in this way where Liz, my wife is my everything. But there's some times where I want to throw her out a window and vice yeah. versa. <laughs> I'm sure she wants to throw me out a window more times. Um, and, and a lot of like husbands and wives are ashamed to say, you know, like the honest love behind that. And I, and I think that's because of that, y- you're ashamed to feel anything. And that's why, you know, a lot of kids are going into adoption and a lot of like marriages fall apart because you're not afraid. You're too afraid to say your real emotions and get over them. Mm-hmm. um and i think this scene was really well put together where you love your son but you hate him at the same time yeah and alex is just there just trying to tell you that you're a good mother it's just sometimes in life you have to blame somebody and it sucks you know i i got a little bit emotional by the way <laughs> i love my wife to death uh just for the record like <laughs> <laughs> No, I
0: completely agree because this is where like my, obviously my earlier criticism, the empathy mechanic might be coming across too hard because they really tapped into it really well. This is like where I wanted more of it, where it's like the scenes where it justifies it, the moral dilemma of like, should Alex take her anger away from after she's broken the sculpture? It's like, should it happen? What happens if you do? It obviously has a knock-on effect afterwards. And um, I kind of like looked into the choices and it does have an impact on it. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, like it's that uncontrolled anger, like you said, that when someone is at that point with like Charlotte, you kind of see with it. And whilst I did say a minute ago, like I found
1: her annoying, it was because like she she didn't side with me afterwards. Um, but like, <laughs> but like well, I, the, the, I hate Eleanor because she didn't side with me. I was like, man, I helped you out of Alzheimer's. Get yeah, out. Yeah, that that woman didn't side with me either. We have some serious issues, me and her. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah,
0: like I completely understand with you, and I I can see that scene being really powerful with it. And like that was like I wanted more scenes like that at least in like each and every other episode there's just something oh, yeah. with it where I was like they missed those moments and that was like a very very good scene in there um, is this the episode of Eleanor where you find out she has um, Alzheimer's
1: no I think that's episode two where you. Read, yeah that's episode two where you find try- out yeah because I, I feel like I
0: should bring that up because I don't know how many times we're going to really mention it but I think that's one of the characters we haven't mentioned and obviously Ducky but I'll mention Ducky in a little bit um, <laughs> oh yeah Ducky yeah what a guy? Um, but Eleanor was like an interesting story that they told. I didn't expect the Alzheimer's thing to be in the storyline. I, I didn't pick up on that at first. And obviously, when you do it, it's quite interesting that they make you restructure this like timeline of events that she has, and then she's trying sure. to hide it with Riley. The, see, that's the thing that that moral dilemma. That was a very interesting thing for me. Like, whilst I'm very anti Mac, when when I said before, it's not necessarily that I'm anti Mac for. Um, you know that he's just Nathan Prescott 2.0 in terms of like the anger and all the other things. It's just that there could have been a bit more of an interesting triangle with like you know um, Riley Mac and Eleanor. You could have kind of combined it a bit more, and they even mm. brought Alex into the fold. And um, not to kind of like dig myself into a bit too much of a hole, I just kind of expected a bit more. Um, and oh, yeah. Eleanor, Eleanor's interesting. Um, the I feel like where well, we got this goes into episode four, but I think like with this. The Typhon stuff will probably come... Actually, no, we'll come into Typhon a bit more in, in the next episode, I imagine. Um, my main issues is with Diane. I don't think she's really that interesting, or like scary or like... No, oh,
1: I like think... Um, throwaway, throwaway character for me, really. Well, I think Diane really represents capitalism in this game. Uh, yeah. I don't think we need to focus on her as a character more than what she represents is... Uh, a capitalistic HR person, no PR, sorry, capitalistic uh, PR person, just trying to cover things up. So it's unfortunate that Diane wasn't really a character. She was more of a metaphor in this entire game. Uh, And I think that she had a lot to say because I feel like if we dived in her feelings a little bit more and just like really brought out the human in her, instead of this PR robots, you know, I I think we could have gotten more, but instead, she was used more as an analogy than anything else. You know? Yeah,
0: you yeah, know, I I agree with it as well. Like, I just felt like there's, there was just a bit more of it because, like, as as I kind of mentioned in a little bit, Typhon had a couple of issues where I feel like the, the fact that there was no physical man, manifestation of Typhon in terms of like a head yeah. figure that you could kind of hate, like Nathan Prescott's dad in the first Life is Strange. It's like that's where.
1: Yeah. Well, I think you know me. Um, as an American, I you want not know anything about that. No, no. <laughs> uh, but like, honestly, like as an American, um, the way we feel about capitalism is just it is a it, it's non facing like there is no actual face of capitalism either. And I think that's what we get from Typhon. It's just this faceless corporation that, you know, we we can't really point a direct finger at. Everybody points their finger at Jeff Bezos for Amazon, but it's a is it really Jeff Bezos by himself? There's there are people behind Bezos. Bezos is just this maniacal man with that just has a stupid laugh, you know, and he goes (laughs) to space like he's just he's just the face of the company. Is it really him? And we just point the finger at him, just like we point the finger at Diane, you know, you are Typhon, but capitalism and these. Awful corporations that ruin people's lives. There's really no face to it. And I think that that's what typhoon really is. Capitalism in general, you know? Like no, it's, a, it's
0: a, a very interesting perspective. I never really saw it that way. I wish I would have yeah. seen it that way. Maybe it is that American side that you see it more on that. I no. was just kind of a bit like, mm, maybe, maybe they could have like had a figure there. Maybe there was like a lurking figure. Because again, I was like drawing that inspiration from like the the Prescott Empire. They kind of like mention it so much around Blackwell, and then you see Nathan Prescott's dad, where it's like there's that influence of like what he's doing, and obviously if he comes yeah. in before Storm, where you see him. But I think like that's why I was kind of seeing it. But with the way that you're selling me, I'm I'm kind of, sort of is that, I don't know if that's actually what they were going for. It might like, not be, but like, I kind of hope it is now. I think you sold, you sold me really well on that. Um, really yeah. changed my perspective on it. I, I, I still think Diane is a little
1: bit of a throwaway character. This was really. She is. And, and like, so is most of PR and a lot of corporations. They're just throwaway people. And it's unfortunate because they are people, they are human beings, but then they become, you know, robotic for the sake of their corporations. And it's just <laughs> like, you don't have to be, you are a person. Uh same way with Diane. Like you don't have to be this robot. And uh, like Alex even said, you're thinking about leaving. Why don't you do it? And she's like, uh, I wasn't thinking about leaving. But but and and I really wish we got more human side, but you know, I, I think they were trying to go for a more capitalistic yeah. method in this. And I think that we could have done more with it, you know. It could be what they were doing, or it could be wrong. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> The only problem I have with it is that you're selling it
0: really well on this idea. And I don't know if they are going down, if they ever went down this idea, but the problem is they don't flesh it out in the actual story and give it kind of perspective. Because for me, it's just like, I'm, it's like flying right off my head. And I'm like, I'm like maybe this should have been a bit more, but it's just that there's, there are those moments where like Typhon's watching you, Big Brother-esque like kind of thing. And they do those moments throughout the episodes. But I think like, it just kind of, there's just something wanting. And especially when you go into episode four, which kind of like starts causing a little, it's a great episode actually, episode four. But there's also- oh, of course, pretty good. Yeah. But so like, let's pick, like, let's pick into it. Like one of I, like, we we'll obviously, is it, is it the festival Springs? My, my, my memory is so bad. I'm Spring poli- festival. Spring festival. I apologize. To anyone watches, my memory is just so goldfish. At also, the it's
1: pretty late for you too. So yeah, it's currently like 12 o'clock. So I do,
0: I do apologize if, if you're screaming Great. to me. This guy's not time like, zones. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, you're screaming me like not wondering why I'm not like getting these names <laughs> wrong. So we get to the festival and this is like a really interesting episode. I like the setup really early on. The first part is like really good, especially with like when I love when Alex turns up and mm-hmm. um, Katie, uh, Katie's uh, character stuff, and she's like, "You own a skirt," and I'm like, "Yes!" yes. I'm like, "What?" I love that. I, love, I even wow. noticed, I noticed myself as well when and there was, know, like was like
1: feedback in the microphones,
0: like, "You own a skirt." Yeah. <laughs> it's so good, and
1: I love the um,
0: the fact that I was even in the apartment and realized that she's wearing a skirt, and I was like. That doesn't mm-hmm. feel right. And Alex is like, why is she wearing the skirt? And it's obviously yeah. the more you get into it. Um, but this is where I'm going to come my very controversial opinion out to you because this is where a lot of the story builds into it. I okay. don't think you need, really need the love interest angle in this game at all.
1: Not even with Steph? No, hang on I th- now.
0: I, I, think, <laughs> I think this is where I have, and I know some other people have kind of echoed what I'm saying, and I'm going to kind of go into it. I think that they really diluted the story a bit with two love interests where you could choose from yeah. them because it's always a conflict. So for example, mm. when I did this, I picked Steph in this choice and I only picked her because I assumed that Deck Nine was going to use her as the main, you know, yeah. story point, um, which kind of happened as well because like, as, as I've been told, the Ryan story arc and I kind of fold it goes really flatline with Alex. It's a bit like, uh, and it kind of resonates with me. And there's obviously periods where it's, I, I like the flirtation period like early on where you can do it with Steph and with Ryan as well. And I wouldn't even mind that. But for me, Life is Strange isn't defined by just getting into a relationship with characters. It's never mm. been like that. Even like the first Life is Strange, you have the option to kiss. Is it, is it an option to kiss Chloe off the top of my head when you're in uh, the bedroom? Yes.
1: Yeah. So, oh, the, yes. mm-hmm. yeah, so you have in a bedroom, yes. Yeah,
0: so you have that option to kiss her in the first in the first thing, but it never goes beyond of like, oh, it's a relationship, and it's like, oh, we're going to build a relationship. They never keep it that way as well. It's it's like, I think in yeah. itself you can interpret that in so many ways because like that game is so powerful because of like it's the coming of age story, two friends reuniting, six year five years, sorry. You feel like that emotional connection in the moment of things you do something like that. Whether it goes mm-hmm. anywhere else, it, it's a different story. And obviously in the comic series, they do tell it as a story where Max and Chloe are in love and all that yeah. um good jazz for thingy but for me and I, obviously i'm talking from a male uh, male perspective and um yeah. you know he, you know i'm not i'm not gay but this is a very queer game and support of lgbt but i don't think you have to shoehorn it into everything and i'm speaking sp- yeah. specifically from my perspective playing the first life of strangers seeing how the series has gone because it's like with all the way through and even like to the point of like this is why I appreciate Life is Strange too so much as well. Like, even with, right. like, that relationship dynamic they bring into... Um, with, uh, Cassidy and... Um, and Finn. Finn, yes. Yeah, so, like, even with that, Cassidy's, like, really after you can tell she's after you as well. And, like, you have, oh, to, yeah. kinda, like, you have to push her away in that kind of stuff But the Finn one's an option, and you can go for that if you want. But even with the story as well as that, like, look at what Donor does after that as well. Even if you don't destroy everything you have with Cassidy and she's fine, Sean doesn't chase after her he goes after Daniel, the priority is always there. And it's like, it's the relationship is just one episode. They leave it there and it's that. And this comes into like four episodes in where they eventually get to the scene. I'm not going to say it's a bad scene. I like the scene. It was like quite heartwarming. But for me, and I don't, I'm, I'm hoping I'm not getting a lot. I just didn't think it was necessary completely to have like a relationship. And I think for me, what left it a little bit sour and I wasn't really open with it a couple of months ago was like when they were doing it in the marketing where it's like, you can romance Steph or Ryan. I was like, but, and i um, gen- genuinely my response was like and i'm like i'm not playing life is strange for that i'm playing it for the story the drama the, the the curiosity the kind of like the themes that you're entangling what you're gonna kind of like um picture the entire game around it's not about the relationship dynamic for me and it's like i, I think like if i if we we're gonna go down that road it would be steph that would be the angle i yeah. do it because i feel like you're setting up for it but I just wasn't sold on the right. This is why I was like so torn at this point because as I was like, and my my feelings were getting really more divided with the game, and I was like do i see this no do i want this yeah. not really i don't think it's really adding to the story or like helping you or fleshing it out and obviously mm-hmm. like as i said like the flat the story falls flat with ryan and you open up with loads of endings afterwards which i'll get into my other issue again <laughs> i'm not i'm not trashing this game i'd really like this game i'm pointing out flaws from my critical perspective this is what i'd write in a review i'd write this exactly as i would this is one of the things that kind of like hit me at that point when it, it's because I'm talking, yeah. talking, I'm bringing it up now because of like the, the fact that you have to give a flower to one of the people, or you, or you don't have to.
1: You have the option not to give one. Yeah, you can. Um, you can have a flower. Yeah, but I will say that Liz took the route of Ryan because really? I was going for Steph. Right. Uh, we wanted to see like what both routes did. Steph was beyond natural. Yeah. Like uh, the the storyline behind Alex and Steph, it felt right. Yeah. When she was going for Ryan. When Liz was going, because Liz wanted to romance Steph, but she also wanted to see, you know, what was it like with Ryan? It was just boring. It was yeah. just really dull. Um, Ryan, he didn't really you know, have a purpose. Do you know, too, I'd start as well, and sorry to interrupt as well.
0: What also yeah. kind of niggles me a little bit is they don't really build on it from, like, um, Alex's perspective, where she questions, yeah. like, maybe maybe I like Steph. Maybe I'm like bi. Maybe I'm single. There's no like questioning of her sexuality. Of like sec questioning, I, I would do that if I was like interested. So in you'd have to show some kind of interest, unless one of my other theories kind of relates to that and more so on on Alex of like why she isn't showing that interest and that's why she has to read the mind power. And I'll get on to that in a little bit in a subtopic, mm-hmm. um, but. Like, yeah, that was what, something that niggled with me a little bit. Because it's like, you see those kind of moments. And obviously with Steph, you see her being really upfront with things. She's like very there. And she's like, you know, and I think even when you're playing foosball as well, she's like, you know, um, she says something about girls are being like something like hot. And I'm like, yeah, you, yeah. Kind, of, you kind of see it with that. But the Ryan storyline just was, it was like a really, really bad romance story. It, yeah. there's, there's no there's no chemistry. There's no, like you, you compare, and we were talking about this in the mocap and acting stuff. You see yeah. the chemistry between... Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, Steph. well just um, like Gabe and um, um, Alex like, yeah, yeah, like just uh, how, how chemistry fire is, and this one's just like really awkward with Ryan and Fingy, it's like sometimes you feel like Alex is like running after it. even like when you're on top yeah. of that mountain and th- at the end of the second episode and you like, you can hug him and it's like so yeah. awkward and I'm like I'm like e-. oh,
1: yeah. like I, I gave him a handshake and it was just nice but no, you went- her and Steph was just more natural, like it felt like a good storyline yeah. Um, but no, her and Ryan is just, eh, I could go either way. I really wish they just focused on, you know, she likes Steph. That's her, that's her deal. Um, but like I said, I think it just wanted to give more options to more players, but I was just like, it didn't have to, you know, Yeah. I didn't, I didn't care, you know, as a straight white male living in America, also a Christian, I didn't care. <laughs> like I was just like, I went for Steph. Because it felt just right. It felt like where the story was lining up to be. Yeah, But eh, that's just me. I don't these, know. These are, these are just our perspectives. And someone might be feeling different.
0: I actually read some sure. people's perspectives of fans who were like from the LGBT community who didn't like the storyline being as it was. Even with the Steph one as well. Mm-hmm. They felt like it's just shoehorning for the sake of it. And I kind of, yeah. I feel it a little bit. I was just a little bit like, is it necessary? I was like, no. I'm like, why do it going down this road? It's like, if the next Life is Strange does it again, I'm going to be a bit like like what I'm like the, the and I'm only basing this because of like how well the Max and story Max and uh, Chloe story works and how well the Daniel and uh, Sean story works because like you don't they never go into it beyond that and it's even with like yeah. it's like those scenes that like, there's the sentimental value of like what friendship is and how much they how much they appreciate each other. Like that's what really hits with me. Um this my favorite scene is in this episode there's actually two favorite scenes as well both of them are in this
1: episode. Mm-hmm. I'm
0: gonna try and take a guess at one of them.
1: Um, okay, so what my favorite scene was when they kissed on the rooftop. Like, no. is that one of them? That's not one of them. I like the way they did that. That it was, was nice. good. Yeah. It's good sound. Yeah. yeah. It was very nice. Um, <laughs> um, your favorite scene from episode four, it, it can't have been in the bar where where it's like, Jed's just, just like, oh, uh, I can show you where it is. That can't be it. Right. Um, I don't know if you triggered this. But Hmm. it is—it's in the bar. So, like, when
0: you're doing the festival stuff and you're messing around, if you go back in the bar, you find the one and only.
1: I told you this. This broke my heart. Holy cow! Oh my god! I was like so. I was like, I was like, please don't cry. I was like, I was
0: so. That scene was like perfect for me. That was like where I was like, I love that night. I was like, that was like my. That scene, yeah. Ducky really fucking hit me, and it's like
1: it just—yeah, ah, oh, I can't. It's like where where she offers to dance on their song. I was like,
0: stop, dude. That's oh but, but that's God. where like that's where my criticism reverts. Like, you know, the, this is why I'm so torn, yeah. and why my opinions feel so different. I feel so. Mm-hmm. very different like when I'm saying something if, like you watch this episode you're listening, listener and you're listening being like he's being a bit too critical yeah. he's, he's like contradicting this this is how I feel though in my mind because it's like this is where yeah. the emotion the, the empathy mechanic works so well because like, she's thinking morally like I can do something here to help him and obviously help him. and I mentioned it before like this is the episode Bro, he, where
1: can I just like point out he picked up his wife by saying like oh yeah carve this bear by the way my name's Ducky I'm like Come on, man! He's got game. Let's go. Yeah, that, man, that man is just, and the way he signs off his text
0: as well in the journal, like he just, he, he just, he yeah. is. And the fact he, he's he's the he's the gnome in um, episode three. The LARP. Yeah, he's the gnome yeah. in the bar. Like. Like,
1: you, like all this ale for me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: he's, so, he's so good and then you have the option to write him out and it's like no nah, I was like not, not writing out yeah. a ducky ducky at oh, all I, all him out. I was like I got
1: you ducky I'm
0: gonna tell Jed <laughs> you tell Jed oh you' you're, ah. you're such a Nathan Prescott oh
1: I told <laughs>
0: Such a name from Prescott to Jettison you. Oh. yeah. <laughs> no, but that was that was my favorite scene in the entire series. I think that was actually where because I was looking at the stats afterwards, and people just didn't, I think, thought they could actually explore the town afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, you hear you keep hearing Alex say, like, oh, I need to give a rose to someone before they get on set. So I thought at that point, people were like, Oh, maybe I just need to do it quickly. But yeah. that scene was so low percentage that people didn't see it. And I remember flicking through Twitter after I finished the game, and like one person had tweeted about it. I was like, How? I'm like, this scene is fucking brilliant. I'm like, so good. The feels, man. I let it play for ages. I didn't even quit out of it. I was like, this is so good. I was like, Mm -hmm. so, so good. Whoever wrote that scene deserves a pay rise and then pay rise, the person that brought the gnome in as well because the gnome is fantastic. Um, Yes. So, like, that was a great scene. And then also, this is a good scene, but did you get the scene with Riley in that episode where she's waiting at the bus stop?
1: No, I didn't get that. No. Was that one of your favorite scenes? No, it wasn't. It was just a
0: good scene, That oh. it was, like, literally oh. in the middle of no, because you, you literally have to run all the way down the street, take the right, and then go all the way down to the bridge and then beyond it, and she's just yeah. waiting there. And I think they had, like, a 20% people had found that scene. Because, obviously, you speak to Eleanor, and she says that Riley's going to leave town and i think it depends on choices as well like where you went with the story because um yeah. riley never found out um
1: eleanor had el- um i Alzheimer's. mine did i think and so did liz here's the thing like when i saw our choices and it said like um eleanor found out about her condition and it said zero percent like my choice but then listed it and same result, like she found out and it still said zero percent. So I'm pretty convinced that's just that's just a glitch. It must be because because yeah. there's no way two people it, it doesn't add up to zero percent. It's at least one percent. Like yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the, actually no, I think no. She did. Sorry, she did find out because she's away at the
0: bus stop and then she doesn't get on. on what am I talking about? Yeah, she did find out mine because I told her. I told this is yeah. why El, this is why Eleanor, this is why Eleanor betrays me at the um the council in the fifth episode. So basically, it's because I told uh, I told. Uh, I, I don't know where my head is at but like basically I told Riley when you're at the bus stop she's, good, she's, she's, she's getting ready to leave for college and stuff and then I tell her at the moment and then she makes a u-turn and she heads back into town because then she's yeah. at the, she's there at the end of the, towards the end of the game and I'm like right okay that makes sense yeah that was a scene that was interesting to be in Then it was good. I wish people more would have like interacted with our scene or depending on your choices like she might have just gone but my other growth scene and that yes. was in the festival It's when you hand the flower out And then they're like um, We've got our musician picked And it's like Oh, she's like Who is it? Oh, uh, yes And they like, and and like, like, like Slowly move towards her And it's like She's like Okay, guys who is it? And then like, it's just like It's like Quick cut And she's like I hate yeah. guys <laughs> And it's
1: like yeah, and I love it
0: yeah. It's so good It's
1: such a so good scene So
0: good it's, it's, so I think someone put the the scene from the, the tempest where it's like um chloe's there and she gets dragged yeah. into it and it's like, and yeah, was like yeah. it was it was very deck nine and I was like oh it, it, that one was even better than the one in the tempest as well because I think like oh, yeah. the cutaway where she's just standing there with the guitar and she's like I hate you guys and it's, like,
1: hate you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like so is it?
0: Is it? <laughs> so good um yeah, yeah so like I, I I think I'll leave it to you to kind of take off from the unless you got anything about the festival you want to say it because I think like we move into the the Keir's Pike territory um, deputy
1: yeah I'm fucking talking about it, sheriff like <laughs> oh god oh my god um no I definitely want to talk about the ending a lot so, like the ending of this episode is just super controversial
0: yeah okay right so let's go into this because as you said like at this point I was like rolling yeah. my eyes and it'll come into as I said I've mentioned it many times a subtopic in this topic section which I was like right when it happened. I, heard click, click. I was like, oh, I was like, no. I was like, oh, but go on, Adam. Let, let, you you run with this first
1: because I think people are getting annoyed with me, just getting annoyed with things. So, okay, Um, we're gonna just I, I'm just gonna skip ahead from the whole Officer Pike thing. Yeah, no, because like, yeah, I I took a sphere away. I'm sure everybody did. Like, I took a sphere because, so, like, you know, I, I think that's an obvious choice. But as soon as okay, so like he's talking to Jed right in the bar. And you're just like, man, I just really want to solve this. Blah blah blah. They're hiding something. They're, they're hiding something in the mountains. That's why they did the explosion. And just like, or well, I can show you what it is. And I was like, can you now? Like <laughs> I, as soon as he says, it's like, oh, I'll do something better. Gee whiz, you found out something about my old company. Oh, I can show you. I was like, there we go. Okay. So then he takes you into it. He's like, "Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty dark out here. If you go that way, you know where you are. Here's this way." I'm like, "Okay, here we go. Here we freaking go." And then, like, it was like I, I was at sixty percent, right? Like thinking it was like going to be the twist. I was at sixty percent. It wasn't on hundred percent until he said, "Like, yeah, what you're looking for is down in that well." I was like. Okay, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was at like 60 70. And then he said, like, what you're looking for is don't well. And I was like, Okay, so you're the bad guy, gotcha. Nice. And then, um, then she says, Like, why are you sad, Jed? And I was like, Don't even pretend like this is a twist. Stop. Yeah. We all played Life of Strange One. If he didn't, I'm sure this was a big twist. You know, if he didn't play Life of Strange One, he just went into true colors. But as soon as she said, like, why are you sad, Jed? And I'm like, yeah, here we go. And then he goes, and, and then, of course, you know, he takes a shot at you. Like, you try to convince him not to. And then you fall down the well. But as soon, the second he said, like, it's down there. I was like, gotcha. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> so, so like,
0: like like I said, I I have this thing that sometimes I get seen, like, in, in Arkham night I got that twist very easily. Which was like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you play, it. I okay. got that. That was so easy, it was so obvious. Like, what it was, and this one was the same with me. Like, as I said, like early on, I was reading through a lot of the stuff and then I started skim reading through some work, so mm-hmm. it was just starting to bore me. Um, but like, I got the minor stuff, I got the the newspaper clip, I was like, right, this guy is obviously not as great as he's making. I was and obviously, like I said, when you get the letters on the floor, he's like, Alex, I'll do whatever you want for you. I was like, right, this guy is shady as you know. And um, at that point, I was like, right. And then when when we got to the bar, and he's like, and you said, like, I'll show you. And I am like, I'll show you. I was like, ah, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, I'm there we like, go. <laughs> people, you might have enjoyed this. You might
1: have really, really flipped out this twist and been it's cool. For me, I was like just I like, I said, if you didn't play Life Strange one, I think this would have been a twist to you. Yeah, if this was your very first Life is Strange game, that's a twist. But it was such a Jefferson moment, like yeah. incredible Jefferson <laughs> moment. I was just like, great, another old white guy who gets away with murder, literally. And it's just like, he's going to take us deep in the forest and tell us like, yeah, yeah, look down there. Take a look. I'm like, great. <laughs> it's like, but if he just went to True Colors, I'm sure this was a big twist, you know? They're just like, this is the problem with like, where for me, like I,
0: I will kind of go into episode five soon, but I I wish it would have been like you and Gabe were up there and then he mm-hmm. shot Gabe. I don't, I'm not one of those people who like re-rewrite re, stories and blah, blah, blah. But if you like shot Gabe and shot both of you, you both fell down the yeah. well and like mm-hmm. uh, Gabe died, it would have hit me more. And I'm not, as I said, like the, the the visionaries behind this game made their choices and I can't really change it. But I was questioning choices at this point where I was like, this is yeah. too predictable. It's too, I'm, I've seen it. And like you said, like we'll come in and, and this is part of the sub, the sub, um, subtopic we're going to talk about in this in this mm-hmm. spoiler section, which is, is it leaning too much from Life is Strange 1? And we'll come on to it a little bit. But um, yeah, I completely agree. I, I just wasn't really taken by it. And people like really buzzing for it. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like what? <laughs> I'm like, what? It's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sold on this. Um, yeah. And, and this is where the pacing again was like really hitting. This one was like, pff, like flew past. And we'll, we'll get onto pacing and some other issues um, further down the line in this episode. I know it's a yeah. long episode, but there's so much to talk about. Okay, okay. so we go into episode five. Um, very interesting, very bizarro yeah. as well. Um, very life is strange one esque at the beginning for yeah. me. Um, what,
1: how, how did you feel about it? Oh yeah, the dream sequence for Life is Strange One was in episode five. Yeah, I I like this section a lot better than the dream sequence in Life is Strange One episode five because. This is just like everything we wanted to know about Alex put into a dream sequence. And it's just everything just blasted. Like, like why, why did Gabe go to juvie? What was, um you know, why, why were they separated as kids? Where did the dad go? What happened to the mom? What happened to their family? Where's Alex? And it's just like, everything's answered within the first half of this episode in a, in a very dramatic sort of way, where it's just like, you know, first you're, I think the first ones you're, you're in the hospital. Uh, I think, I think with your mom, yeah. Like you find out your mom dies and even in your mind, you're just trying to like, think about, um, Oh, I don't want to think about my mom dying. So I'm just going to skip a few parts. Gabe just like, no, you're missing some things. You got to face this. You got to face this memory, play it back. And you find out like her mom said, you have to be the strength of this family. Now that I'm gone and she couldn't keep together. That's where we get to the second memory, and she's just trying to keep her family together, and they can't. They can't stay together, and they get separated. And then with the separation, you find out that all these foster parents just like don't love her, and they think that she's a weirdo. She doesn't belong anywhere. And the final memory is when you wake up in the cavern, and that's just another thing that's just like, oh my god! Like it's just a lot of emotion all in all in one. And I thought it was just really well played out that you get to have all these answers that you've been questioning, you know.
0: Yeah, I I, I relate with you a lot on this. It, it was a really heavy episode. There's so much exposition, especially on Alex. Like Jesus Christ, and especially when the came yeah. to the fifth episode, I was like, wow. Um, I love Gabe coming back. I really liked that. It reminded me of like Esteban in Life Strange too, and like. The scenes where he like talks to Sean after like the first episode and like it reminded me the the decking scene later on the episode where like Gabe's sitting there with yes. Alex again it reminded me very much of uh, Karen and Sean when they're like talking outside and having like smoke it was one of those scenes yeah. where it's like it adds, yeah. it, adds more, it adds a lot more flavor to the scenes I really like that and a lot of the exposition was good I did have a bit of an issue with like them trying to like really humanize her dad at one point because I was a bit like I don't really care mm. if I'm being in a really horrible kind of way. Cause I was I because my 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 logic yeah. for it was I think they were trying to all tie it back in. And they're like, well, yeah. yeah, you know, Mr. Chen was part of this gang of like, you know, Jed's thing in the miners. And I was a bit like, well, you've already given me enough ammunition to dislike him because he it was pretty much a responsible part of um yeah uh, Gabe's death. And it's like now it's just like adding more and more in that. I'm just a bit like
1: mm. Yeah, I think it was more closure than. I feel like they treated it like ammunition, but I think it was just more closure for Alex than anything else. But I think it was, I think you're right. It was treated more as ammunition against Jed. They was part of the 11 that died in the cavern. But at the same time, it's like, I think it was also just closure for her and Gabe. If Gabe got to know him. And it was also an explanation of what was Gabe doing in Haven in, in any way, but he tracked down his dad. Like, we get to find out a little bit later. He tracked on his dad in Haven, and that's where Jess is like, Oh, yeah, I don't know about that guy. Oh, I'd never heard of him. Why don't you stay in here for free? You know, because I'm I'm guilty on the inside because of your dad, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I, I maybe I'm maybe I'm being a bit too um, harsh on it, but yeah, like that's it, generally speaking, that was really interesting. Like, kind of like digging into Alex's past, who she is, like, and all that was kind of nicely fit in and woven in very well into the council scene where you kind of like get that really. I think where, like, when the screen goes really dark and it focuses on Alex and she's like really tapping into like Jed's emotions and like trying to like really break him essentially. That was like such a coolly shot scene that they did yeah. to simplify it in like the most lame in terms. But I just thought it was quite cool that they did that. And then when she's appealing to the, the council, it was really good. But again, like it was very short because like when you've done that, it's like, right, we'll just get to the next part. And it's like decide whether you want to stay in Haven or not and then game over. It's like, right. It was like very quick I- and-
1: I told Liz and uh, she beat it last night uh, as a recording this. And it was an hour and a half before we usually go to bed. And she's like, oh, can I finish it? I'm like, you can finish it. <laughs> she's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, you'll, you'll be able to finish this. So like within two hours to an yeah. hour and a half. It's not, it's not that long of an episode no. Like, and it's just, it's more closure and the closure on your own choices throughout the game than anything else. I like the dream sequence with her, with her exposition. Much better than the second half. The second half of the episode was kind of justification for your choices. Is there yeah. anything else. I thought the scene where you dive deep into Jed's emotions, I think that went a little bit too long. It, yeah. it, it went just too long. Where I'm just like, isn't everybody here just kind of like wondering, like, hey, what's going what on? What doing, Alex? What are you doing? Like, get to the point but uh, that's just me. Maybe, no, maybe I'm being critical. No,
0: I agree with you. I think it went on for a little bit longer than it did need to be. It was like It's like, you've already broken this man. It's like, just, can, we, like can we move on with this, please? And like, I'm, I'm being a bit yeah. critical So this episode just didn't feel it paced well because it's like, it kind of mm-hmm. like just goes all this expositioning, Alex, then we get straight to the c- conclusion. Then we get six different endings. I'm not really, uh, the endings were okay. I just didn't think the story like wrapped itself all in glory after like everything because all the, there's like so many different plot points in the Typhon stuff, And there's like six different endings. For me personally, I've never really been a fan of like, and I'm, I would say this is someone who likes Life is Strange too, but like, um, I don't like really like loads of endings. Like, where you have like two choice endings. It's like this story or this story. It's like, and so it's like you can go to Germany with Alex or you can, uh, you can go to Germany with um Steph. Um, yes. With Alex or you can stay in Haven or you can stay with Haven Ryan or you can stay on your own. It's like, it's like, oh, I'm a bit like, yeah. And they're all very similar with just like a weird little Nick. I think mean, like we've, we've kind of like sped through this, by the way, guys, because like we've, we've been recording for a long segment. I think like episode five, we could like there's so much to talk about with it, and we're going to kind of combine these last two topics quickly together because um, Adam's got food as well. And I've kept him for ages as well. I was <laughs> just being yeah. quite transparent. We had to cut this out, but like, I would be quite transparent. And I mean, like episode five, it was, at the conclusion of it, it was a bit, I was left wanting a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. um so yeah if you are jumping back at this timestamp now you are ending it past our spoiler cast and we are going to the next two topics there's a reason why we've kind of like short and condensed this a little bit um go and play the game and then come back and listen to the spoiler cast you'll understand why we're doing this quickly um mm. so my thing was that technical issues this game has got a lot of technical issues there were so many bugs i met saw so many bugs i think the t pose one was one where loads of people posted
1: i i saw that and i couldn't my game didn't give any T poses. Um, I did see a lot of people posting it, so it doesn't unvalidate it. Like, oh, I didn't see any T poses. People got them. Yeah, like I not- was the was the photographer girl in episode two where yeah. she's just kept getting stuck. <laughs> that was great. I saw
0: one where in the Backstreet of Haven where this person was just running into a car, which I was like, oh, yes, <sighs> I got that too. Yeah, yeah like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dwell too much on it, but like that was an issue. And the first episode was really horrific for frame rate. Like Jesus Christ, it was like. T- t- like, I was yeah. like movie, I was like, and I saw a lot of reviews coming on it. I think like it's weird as well, because like the first the first live stream was like criticized for technical issues as well. Yeah. And this one's like again, I think I needed a little bit more time, just kind of like iron out the cracks.
1: Um, but I kind of just wanted to bring that up. That was an issue. And like it's kind of like Nick, go on. You played on PlayStation 5, right? Yes. One quick question loading times, how were they? Um, fairly fast. I didn't see, I, I don't think this is a next gen game like the the current gen games my my loading times were actually just annoyingly too long on current gen really they were pretty long yeah i'm not gonna lie to the point where like before i was planning planning on uh playing it i like turned on the system and i just started the loading process because it took clean maybe four minutes to load into the game
0: right yeah it was was It was pretty fast. I'm kind of used to just playing the PS5 now, so I kind of get like a seamless like loading speed. It was fairly fast. What I remember with the the generation system, I feel like this game was built for previous generation consoles and then essentially ported over because like the frame rates cap and this is the problem. It's like when you're playing the PS5, and it's like harnessing like these kind of things that you capped at 30 frames per second. Ah, uh, true. You yeah. Know, it, it, this is why like the frame rate was stuttering and you could see they should have just like let the cap loose off it and give you the option of it. Um, so yeah, like technically, I think like the, the, it did load faster. But I think obviously, I think with it being on like Xbox One, it's pushing the limits of the hardware at this point with
1: most of yeah, the games as well. I have an Xbox One X too. So it's like right Oof. before next gen. Yeah, I have a One X. So... I mean, it is a project Scorpio, so yeah, maybe it's a little bit different. I don't know, but uh, yeah, no, it, it was a little bit loading friendly, and maybe I didn't see as many technical issues. At least notice it because I'm still playing on current gen, yeah. so I'm not really seeing what next gen can really bring. And I feel a lot of people are jaded because next gen games, especially like Demon Souls, like um, uh, the new Ratchet and Clank game uh miles morales it's really seamless it's really beautiful yeah um whereas i'm still rocking the xbox one you know so <laughs> i was like yeah yeah technical issues it is it,
0: what it is it, it did look insane like graphically like it's like the scenes oh yeah the yeah. scenes with like haven on the ps5 i was like okay I was like, that's really good yeah. but like the technical yeah. issues with that and like as i said we need to we're gonna wrap up shortly but i kind of won't bring up thing. i don't think this game justifies the price and this is my mm-hmm. other reviews perspective i was one of those reviews who got the game, um, other games for like you know free, and then like just reviewed. But I always like equated what the price was as well. Cause I always imagine if you ever go for anything as a reviewer, you should value it on the film that you're paying, what you're paying for. Same with a game. The fact that they've doubled the price essentially compared to what Life is Strange Two was for this for this game.
1: Yeah, I was gonna ask like, how much was Life is Strange Two? Like, if you bought the deluxe, wasn't it forty? I can pull up the prices now if you want to keep going. Yeah, it was 30 or 40. Cause, like, I I saw you wrote this on the script. I was like, I don't think it's that much. But then again, now I think about it, you know, even when the deluxe version of Life Strange 1 came out, I think that was only $40. I don't remember it being $60. Um, So on the PlayStation
0: Store at the minute in in England, it's uh, $49.99. That's just for standard edition.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, And, and that's, this is it here, like with Life Strange True Colors, it's pretty much the same as like um like a triple A game, 60 bucks. Um, and then you got your deluxe, which I feel like if you're gonna buy this game, you have to buy deluxe because you want the DLC. Yeah. I didn't even get the ultimate edition like I planned to, because I was like do I really want to spend I think it's eighty dollars, if I'm right? Yeah, I think, I'm, um
0: it's, it's 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 in the higher end of like the spending because you get you get both the remastered games
1: when, when they come out yeah that's right so it's 80 in a deluxe version is 70 and i'm just like so i bought this deluxe version so i bought this game at 70 dollars american um do and, and it's such a it's such a um subjective that's what i'm looking for it's such a subjective answer is this game worth the price you know for me okay so, as hey. we end this episode, as we end this episode, sorry, buddy. Here we go. I'm gonna uh, gotta get prepared. <clears throat> this was my favorite Life is Strange game. Ooh. Oh, I know. I'm so terrible. I'm awful. I'm an awful human being. I <laughs> just like I don't know. Something connected with me on a deep level because I do feel for people. Like I said, I was a youth pastor for eight years. So, like, my emotional connection towards people, like, I related to this game a lot. There's a lot of this game that I related to, and I loved Haven. I want to live in Haven. I want to be Haven. I love the record store. I love Steph. I loved everything about this game. And it's just, like, it's at least tied with Life is Strange 1 with me. So, for you, like, I don't think this is your favorite. I don't think you hate this game. No. I don't think it's your favorite, Life is Strange. And I think that's why you might say that I don't think it's worth the price. I think I was expecting a little bit more. But for me, at $70, this is tied with Life is Strange 1 for me personally. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I that. I'm going to get all the negative comments on this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: because actually, like, oh, look at that guy. Yeah, he's true. Color. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. I my, think... My- I think it was- What's that? My, my justification for it is, is that it's really high price because essentially this the charging double the price of what Life is Strange one and two were on the season passes. Five episodes they were, it's pretty much the same length as them, if not shorter. And it went. I all think the way it's ahead. shorter. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's definitely shorter because it gives me Walking Dead season four vibes of how how the pacing is like the first two episodes of that were really lengthier, and then when they got cancelled and they came back for the final two because they they had the um, the development switched over and they got. A quick push through them, and the, the last two episodes, like they've run so fast. This yeah. one, I feel like needed at least five more hours, like in story at minimum. In terms of like, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a quantity over quality. I'm not, a, you know, a, you know, someone who has to have like loads of content. But I feel like with this, there was just more time to justify certain storylines, flesh out the Typhon yeah. stuff, flesh out the Riley stuff, kind of give a bit more exposition on this character. And I felt like yeah, when I was pacing I through it. After the first episode, I was like flying through. That's why I said to you when we messaged you, like I'm on four and five. I was like, "Yeah, mate, you'll get through it very quickly." And yeah. five is literally just like walking through the mines, getting back yeah. to the council, and then pretty much game over at
1: that point, unless I'm missing mm-hmm. something. But I'm pretty much sure it's that. No, that like, was it. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I that's mean, like- you got the scene in the bedroom, like you got you got the yeah. radio, and you have to walk upstairs to the deck. That's pretty much it. Um, but I liked everything this game had to offer. This is definitely like top tier for me. For me personally, and I know that's not everybody's opinion. And I know that's a very controversial take. Mm-hmm. But for me, and, and that's why I always say it's subjective. Whenever you talk about is this game worth it? Is a game worth the price? You really gotta talk about like how much enjoyment that you get from it. Now, if you go into this game blind, you know, I got the lucky draw where like I put in the uh put in the money, I put in the I'll put, it, I'll, say, I'll put it in the investment of how much enjoyment I will get out of this game for $70 American. And I lucked out because it was worth it for me. Is this game worth it for a newcomer? I can't say that because for me, I think my take that it's my favorite Life is Strange game, that's a very minority take. That's not going to be like everybody's take. I think this is going to be one of people's least favorite in all the Life is Strange games. Um, so it's kind of weird to say that. Was this worth it? Even though this is my favorite Life is Strange game tied with Life is Strange one. I don't think it's worth the price. I don't think it's worth the price for a lot of people. I don't think it's worth the price for a lot of Life is Strange fans. No, to be I, general.
0: no, yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. I, well, you're, I think that this is one of your favorite Life Strange games, if not your favorite. It's a bigger twist than Jettison for me at this point. You, you've played me along throughout this entire thing. So thought it's like, we're very similar on a lot of these things. But then you threw this I know, curveball. you were so
1: encouraged. You're just like, here, Chris, me, here, Chris. Yeah. And after I slept on it, I was like, Oh, I'm really gonna disappoint him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no, because I thought I was in the minority. Because I've thrown a lot of controversial takes out of here, and I haven't even said one of them, which is even more controversial. I'll leave that for another time, yeah. rather than I get chewed out at this point. Um, But no, like I, I genuinely like, as I said, I love this game. Would I recommend it? Someone to buy it and release now? Like I, no. I just, I just, I just can't justify it because the. The, the story is a story-based driven game. It's no longer episodic. Stop calling it episodic. It's not that. It's cha- and I prefer that they call yeah. it chapter as well because it, it is a chapter-based game. It's going to be like that. Episodic is a completely different genre for me. And whether you want to have a massive debate over it being released monthly over episodic sure. and that's how it defines it, that's another you know kind of worms. But for me, it's a different game. They were marketing something else. They were selling it a different kind of thing. And I feel like it should have just been a little bit longer. The pacing just was so inconsistent beyond the first episode. The first episode was me, actually, good pacing in terms of mm-hmm. what I thought they were building up. Then it just goes, da-da-da-da-da. And I said to you, if you quite a lot of the stuff where you're basically walking down Haven Street, and if you just went straight yeah. to the objective, you'd complete the episode even faster because they're kind mm-hmm. of like putting those extra stuff out there for exploration that's missing the certain things. But it's like, when you like, when in the first Life of Strange, you go from like Blackwell to like, the the diner or somewhere else. Yeah. The, There'll be little things to do round round it, but you still have to do the main stuff that, that would eventually right. progresses you to the next point. Um. Mm. So yeah,
1: I'll leave it at that. Um. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if you got anything else to say with this. Um. uh please don't put me high on a stake. I don't put my head on a pike. I like Life is Strange two colors, and but like I said, I really do believe that. As much as I enjoy this game, I understand if people came out and said. I hated this game. This is my least favorite Life is Strange game. This is lower than anything else. I would understand. I would be like, yeah, it makes sense. Which is why I say that this is my personal favorite. It is not the best Life is Strange game. That is Life is Strange 1, like without question. But when when we talk about personal, like, is this worth it for you? I personally lucked out. But I think a lot of people are going to buy into this game. And if the Life is Strange uh, DLC, uh, Wavelengths really disappoints, a lot of people are going to be very disappointed with Deck Nine. I think there's a lot of things, like you said, that were not fleshed out. I wish we got to know Mac more. I wish we got to know Diane more. I really wish Riley was a bigger character than she was. Um, But with all the flaws, it really outweighs it for me because I had such an emotional connection to the story and haven itself and uh, the you know the brother story um there's a lot of things i really deeply connected with but Mm -hmm. that's just me that's my personal stance um me i also like liked haven as as a setting i loved haven if i could drop everything and live in a place like haven out dead on i would quit my job right now and i go live in haven (laughs) it's like um it's my perfect perfect place no like i I
0: you. No, no, I, I completely understand that. And like as, as all down to preferences and especially yeah. me, like I love I love Haven. I think it's a great town. I just think that there was I was wanting something. There was like I was sitting back at I, the end
1: of it I... and, Totally get that. And and this is why
0: I'm so critical because I'm thinking with my critical perspective hard and this is what I do with like a lot of games. Even my favorite game of all time, I can criticize it and slash it to absolute hell because it's like I can do that. This one was just like leaving me with little things. Like I praise it for things I've taken away. My I know a lot of the deck nine guys in terms of like some of them follow me and like you know, spoken to them. This isn't like anything personal, but like you know, I've taken it away and given my honest thoughts on it. I can't just sit here quietly and be like you know what, this is like, you know, what I think was a great game. This mm-hmm. I wanted to like it, but it's like a lot of problems I have with like Alex's mechanics. There's, there's just yep. different plot points where I was like, mm, I was like, come on. You know, the pacing is just a little bit all over the place. Um, and X, Y, Z, A, B, C. Um, but yeah, like that's where I stand on it. Um, and I think like I'm going to close on that remark. Do you want me to give you my other controversial table for actually before we wrap up? I actually do. Yes. Give <laughs> me your other <laughs> <laughs> Right. So this was really, people are really going to think i like off my thingy. I really didn't like the fact that, right? So I, I didn't think that Maya was really needed for Alex's singing voice. Oh yeah, we talked about that, and I
1: actually agreed with you. Yeah. I,
0: I, I obviously I think it's because like she's. No, I don't think she's a bad thing. I, I like her. There's nothing personal with this. I just, and she's obviously involved in the soundtrack and her films. I just didn't see any reason for it. I think, I don't know, Erica Mori, yeah. Mori's background, and I was trying to look it up, but I think she could sing because like for me, the scenes with like Elliot Page and Beyond Two Souls when he's singing in that and also um, Ashley Johnson in Last of Us 2, even though I've said that I don't like
1: the game, her singing in that and the scene, I love it and it adds to me and but like I'm, you said Erica Mori she did theater meaning that she's got a voice Yeah, like, you can't I, go into theater without singing you I, know
0: I, I would genuinely say to you if you play it again on your second playthrough like watch her do some scenes and then close your eyes it's like listen to Hannah Tell I think like yeah. generally she, her voice is very similar to it, like in terms of like just there's something with the, the frequency that she has with her voice I was like sometimes I was like close my eyes like yeah and it's like for me it's like if you did the first Life of Strange for example and you took Hannah Tell yeah. out she's got a background of like singing anyway but like imagine if you like brought another singer to do the scene where like max is singing i'm a bit like yeah like really am i like, it, it no, um, i
1: agree I, with you I, fully on
0: I, that. I'm, I'm someone who comes from an asian family and like you know from watching bollywood films and they have like you know singers that come in to do some of those like the big songs and stuff like during films instead of the actual mm-hmm. actors but they do it in a different kind of way and their aesthetic changes everything with this i just remember when she's singing creep and it's like i was a bit like like, why, it's is a a, why is, why is yeah. it a bit off putting? Her voice is very different from Erica Morris? It's, it's not even sim- seamless of like changing away from it. And I was just a bit like, it's not, this isn't a make or break thing if you like kind of no, getting your finger no, with me. I'm, I'm just like, another observation where I was a bit like, I don't
1: really see. I think part. what really like off put me with it was the park scene where, yeah. where she was singing. That was a clearly different singer. Like, all the other ones, like, oh, that's a little bit different. But where where she sang in the park and I was like this is just I don't know like it's a great voice but it's just yeah. like it's not Alex like yeah. I don't know
0: like it, it, it
1: could, maybe, it's not maybe like too professional
0: maybe you could have sold me if you had like three more hours in the game of like <laughs> building like extra scenes I, I, I try to like justify my explanation of giving it yeah. more time but like maybe if it was two more hours or something like and like sure. I, had, I had like maybe one or two more scenes that I could get adjusted to the voice for that voice I was a bit like I was a bit like mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah we'll end it at that because um adam needs to go and eat and we've gone on for ages with this as well and we'll try and cut it together um and hopefully i can fix my lights because they fell apart during this entire thing that's why i'm like pitch black in this screen um but yeah um thank you for joining us i hope you enjoyed our spoiler cast review please leave in the comments what you thought um go easy on us please but uh, yeah honestly leave your thoughts i'd love to hear what you think about the game i've seen very very polarizing views i've seen very you know positive views um you know and yeah thank you so much for joining us it's uh, great to be back um adam thank you so much
1: again absolute pleasure oh no problem love of mistakes you know what i do (laughs) definitely all right guys see you later all right peace